Aloha and welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park here on this beautiful Saturday evening. Great day for doubleheader action starting the HPU baseball season as the Sharks host visiting Minnesota Crookston for our second half of doubleheader action. HPU won the first game 8-6 to six about an hour ago and here we are getting ready for game number two. And Kyle Galdera here with you tonight welcoming in my color analyst for the evening, Chaz Mihara. We had a fun game one and Chaz hopefully we get a doubleheader sweep for the Sharks. I'm super excited. It got very interesting towards the ending part of that uh, that first game. But again, the Sharks were able to do enough to secure the victory. And um, I, I was talking to Coach uh, before we started this game, and he was just saying, you know, win's a win. It wasn't how we kind of drew it up towards that very end, but we're going to take it, learn from it, and we're going to be ready to go here for game number two. And we'll get you starting lineups in a minute, but we want to get you the pitching matchup to start this broadcast off. Jake Osowski going for Minnesota Crookston. Last year he was 5-0 with a 1.94 ERA, 50 strikeouts in 55 and two-thirds innings. And on the flip side for HPU, Jack O'Brien towing the rubber for HPU tonight. 3-3 three and three record last year, 3.95 ERA. And most importantly, and I bring this up because we're in the Second half of our doubleheader, which means a seven-inning game. Back on February 11th of last year, Jack O'Brien threw a perfect game. And, oh, by the way, it was in a seven-inning game on the back end of a doubleheader. Definitely. Jack O'Brien, uh, I think, you know, coaches looking through his lineup and saying, you know what, we're going to give Jack a second chance here to maybe do a a back-to-back -back performance here on opening day for a, another perfect game. There's the there goes the broadcast jink again, but uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, Jack O'Brien is taking the mound uh, here for game number two, and super excited to see him pitch today. And we'll be back with starting lineups and opening pitch of our second game. Again, HPU going for the doubleheader sweep on opening day. This is HPU Sharks baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. Jack O'Brien fires the first pitch of this doubleheader action, 6.15 p.m., our first pitch here, local time. And Jack O'Brien with a first pitch strike is great. And then, even better, he's working quickly, already into the windup for pitch number two. That one way in the dark spikes it a bit. One and one, the count to Caden Headley. He went three for five with a double in our first game of the doubleheader today. Caden Headley followed by Paxton Nelson, Jake Jelly, Danny Wensloff, Ben Gels, Teddy Jeefer, Mike Helquist, Mitch Goodwin, and Sawyer Satrum as O'Brien delivers strike number two, one and two the count to Headley. O'Brien working from the lineup, the right-handed pitcher. We mentioned he threw a perfect game last year on February 11th. The one-two pitch is on the outside corner, called strike three. That's a good job there, starting off by O'Brien. The strike three was called by Dale Gardner. He's our home plate umpire tonight, joined on the bases by Kaika Nishimura and Jim LeBeau. Great job that time by O'Brien, just kind of putting to work four pitches, uh, finished it with a strong fastball on the outside corner uh, to pick up the first strikeout of the game. Paxson Nelson, the DH up now for Minnesota Crookston. That pitch by O'Brien outside. The defense for HPU, Nicholas Gio at second, Cole Kashimoto playing left field, 
Tejon Smith up the middle at short. Kota Suzuki in right field. Travis Johnson at first. Richard Higa at third. As this pitch is lined to the second baseman. And over to first for the 4-3 put out. That was a nice job there by Gio, who I just mentioned. Going back to HPU's defense. DJ Stevens in center. Daniel Johnson behind the plate. And the DH that we'll see sometime for HPU on offense is Hayden Huff. Yeah, Nelson did a nice job. The lefty kind of pulled that one to second. Uh, but gr great defensive play by Gio to take care of it. And here's Jake Jelly. He had a solo home run in the first inning of our last game to start things off. Here's his first at bat. First pitch from O'Brien is right down the middle and called at the knees for strike one. A perfect 73 degree evening here. The sun setting right behind the Waianae mountain range. Just behind left center field. O'Brien stares in. Here's the pitch. That one is taken on the outside corner or the off speed pitch for strike number two. The Sharks wearing their all-black Nike uniforms with white and blue trim. Minnesota Crookston wearing their all-whites and maroon-trimmed uniforms. O'Brien ahead 0-2 to Jake Jelly. And the pitch is fouled off. Good job there by the power hitter of slapping that fastball away. Jelly with the check swing there, able to get enough to get another pitch here from O'Brien. Looking to reset. I know some of our Minnesota listeners are going to laugh at this, but the wind blowing is actually making it a semi-chilly evening. I said 73 <laughs> degrees and a little chill in the air here as this pitch is just off the outside corner for ball one. And I say that because, like I said, some of our Minnesota friends are still dealing with snow on the ground. So we're very fortunate to be here in this baseball paradise and Minnesota Crookson, this is actually, I mentioned in our first game tonight, their first time playing outdoors. They've been working out in indoor arenas and uh, gyms and batting cages all winter long. So a nice opportunity for them to get back on the baseball field as this pitch by O'Brien is outside, two and two the count. And again by O'Brien, just two pitches away, just missing on the outside half. So let's see what he does here with the even count. They wind up, and the pitch is swung on and missed. So a good job there by O'Brien getting the Golden Eagles 1-2-3. We'll head to the home half of the inning. Still no score. HPU coming up to bat. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here at Central Oahu Regional Park here in Central Oahu, the YPO area. Beautiful sunset happening out in left center field. Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara with you. And Jack O'Brien retiring Minnesota Crookson 1-2-3. According to our HPU scouts on the right, he was throwing in the mid-80s. So not too much zip, but enough to keep the opposing hitters guessing. And two big strikeouts put down the Golden Eagles 1-2-3. Yeah, I think O'Brien really found a nice groove to start the game. Uh, definitely the start that HPU wants moving forward. So hopefully they can... Uh, back up uh, O'Brien here with some hits and maybe score early here in the first inning. And for Minnesota Crookston on the hill, Jake Osowski I mentioned in a pregame, 5-0 with the 1.94 ERA last year so we'll see if the crafty veteran can keep that going this season. No major injuries to report and that's a good sign here early on in the season for HPU and we'll keep you posted if anything happens but that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health creating a healthier Hawaii. 
Be sure to stay tuned after the game because we're going to let you know who our electrifying player of the game is, brought to you by Pioneer Electric. The winner of that award last game was the winning pitcher for HPU, Andrew Hawk, who went five innings to get the win. Sharks victorious over Minnesota Crookston 8-6 on our opener tonight. This will be a four-game series, another doubleheader tomorrow on Super Sunday. As the first pitch here to leadoff hitter for HPU, Nicholas Geo lines that one to right field and quickly a one-pitch out. As the right fielder gels, camps under that one. That'll bring up Cole Kashimoto, the diminutive left-handed left fielder for HPU. Kashimoto was on the hard luck end of what was called an error and was actually a, essentially inside the park home run in the ninth inning that allowed Minnesota Crookson to get back in that game and make it a lot closer. As he, Cole Kashimoto here takes strike one down the middle. Working quickly is Osowski as he's working from the windup. Comes home with it. This one taken inside, even in the count at one and one. I think the Minnesota Crooks and Bench wanted that call. They're begging <laughs> the umpire for that. Cole with a one-one count. Takes that one through the catcher's legs it goes. That's through the five-hole of Wensloff. Pushing the count in Cole's favor to two and one. And Kashimoto is a really good hitter because he does a nice job of putting the ball in play. Hit 307 last year. Here's the two one pitch, and that one is way inside. Almost hits Kashimoto, and he, he's a little <laughs> bit mad at himself for not leaning in and taking that hit. However, he does move ahead in the count three and one. And the lights here at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park Field number four are coming on, so. As we usher into darkness, we'll have a nicely lit field as Kashimoto takes ball four high. That's HPU's first base runner and the first base runner in total for this game. So TJ Smith, the shortstop for the Sharks, coming up to the plate. He went two for four with two runs batted in in our opener today. The majority of those coming, the runs, pardon me, coming in the fifth inning of that first game when HPU scored six runs and really opened things up against the Golden Eagles. Token pickoff throw over to first by Osowski. Nothing going there. TJ Smith waits for it. Here's the first pitch. A breaking ball drops in there for strike one. The wind picking up a bit. This week has brought gale force winds to the Hawaiian Islands. Fortunately, today it's backing off a bit, but you will hear some gusts throughout the day. And these windy conditions have led to two solo home runs for Minnesota Crookston in our first game. We'll see if any of these players bring the power for game number two. Here's the pitch, and that one is fouled away, even in the count. Pardon me, moving Tejon Smith to 0-2. Smith, a righty, facing the right-handed pitcher, Jake Osowski. No lead to taco for Kashimoto, just a few steps off of first. Here comes the pitch, and that one is high and away, ball one. And one thing that I'm noticing from Smith is that he's actually crowding the plate uh, a little bit more close to the plate, so he's making it a little harder for 
uh, Osaski to kind of be comfortable to pitch inside. Oh, speaking of comfortable, that was an uncomfortable pickoff move. So that's going to be an error by the pitcher that allows the runner, Kashimoto, not only to move to second, but then scamper over to third. There's a ton of fair, pardon me, foul territory here at this field four at Central Oahu Regional Park. And that was a made-to-order gift, moving the runner to third. And even though Smith has two strikes, all he has to do is put something in play in the infield, try to get that run in. Well, I mean, Osowski was checking a couple times on Kashimoto. Giefer did a nice job. In the first time, it was a low pickoff play, and he just kind of picked it up. But this time, got through and taking advantage of HPU. And this ball in the dirt squeaks away from the catcher, but not far enough. Westloff locates it before Kashimoto can even think of coming home. That'll move the count to 2-2. Two and two. So T.J. Smith trying to work his way back from an 0-2 hole, evening the count. No score yet, bottom of the first. Runner on third, one out for HPU. Ball in the dirt again. T.J. Smith working his way all the way back to make this count full. And for Smith, you really want him, you want Ostrowski to give you a pitch that you can do something with. If it's not there, it's okay to let it go. So Smith steps in a big at bat here early in this game. Just seven innings we're playing in this back end of the doubleheader. So early runs will be much appreciated as Smith pops this one up. Will it get out of play? The catcher running to the backstop trips and can't get to it as it sails over the backstop. And will Hanaho the 3-2 plate appearance for Smith. Nice effort from Wensloff. Just kind of ran out of space as he saw it just go over the fence uh, right near our broadcast position. So back to the mound with a new baseball is Osowski. Kashimoto remains at third. He was walked earlier and then moved over to third on an error by the pitcher. His 3-2 count, ball fouled away. Good job by Smith. Not giving up when he was down 0-2. He's worked it full now, fouled two balls off. And Minnesota Crookston, knowing, like I said, that runs are at a premium, are going to play in on the infield as far as their defensive alignment, trying to cut that run off at home. Working from the windup is Osowski. He winds and delivers. This pitch is fouled away again. It's going to drift to the right side and just out of the reach of the first baseman there. That was Gifer going for it, but over the fence it goes. So that's now three straight foul balls on full counts by T.J. Smith. Yeah, Smith really battling here, like you said, from that 0-2 count to now make it full and found off three. He's doing work, some work in that box. So here comes another full count offering. And Smith grounds it into the hole, vacated by the third baseman and shortstop. It's going to be an RBI single for T.J. Smith, his third RBI on the day, and more importantly, giving HPU its first run here in the bottom of the first one to nothing. And that's exactly what Smith wanted. I mean, fouling off balls, fouling off balls, and then got a pitch he could handle, pulls it to the near third base side and into the hole between the shortstop for an RBI single. So with the one run lead now, one out here in the bottom of the first, Kota Suzuki, the right fielder, stepping in, takes ball one inside. T.J. Smith with a small lead off of first. We'll see if he tries to agitate the pitcher, Osowski, like his teammate Kashimoto did. From the stretch, here's the 1-0 pitch. It's going to be grounded to second, a relatively easy play. Flipped to short. 
over the first four. The double play, it goes 4-6-3. HPU not happy with the call, but a good play there by Satram to Goodwin and then Giefer for the double play. And that'll end the inning for HPU. However, the Sharks strike first, one to nothing after one inning played. We'll be back with second inning action. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to live action here at Central Oahu Regional Park. Jack O'Brien back on the mound for HPU. Sharks leading two, pardon me, one to nothing top of the second inning. Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara here with you as this second pitch is in there for a strike. So one and one to Danny Wensloff, the catcher for Minnesota Crookson. It's his first action of this doubleheader, starting behind the dish for the back end of our doubleheader. And he swings and miss. It is strike two, one and two the count. Good job by O'Brien of mixing up his speeds and locations, working north to south. From the windup he goes after two strikeouts in the first inning. And this ball is down in the dirt, blocked nicely by the catcher. Two and two the count. That was Daniel Johnson behind the plate for HPU for this second game. O'Brien working from the windup. Here we go. 2-2. Ooh, down for ball three. I thought that one might have been at the knees, but the catcher couldn't handle it, so an easy call for the umpire. Good job by Wensloff of working the count full. No out here in the top of the second. Here's the payoff pitch. And swung on and missed and gathered by the catcher. So a good job there striking out Wensloff for out number one and more importantly, the third strikeout for O'Brien after facing just four batters. Yeah, O'Brien really settling into a groove. Uh, got good support in that first inning by his, uh, by his team to get the one run across and now... He's back to work after a strikeout. Ben Gels now stepping it to the plate for Minnesota Crookson. He had a double, two runs driven in in our first game tonight. Promptly fouls this first pitch away. This Minnesota lineup definitely full of power and speed, but as we mentioned, this is their first time actually playing baseball on a baseball field in four or five months, so definitely a bit of a learning curve here. As this pitch is right at the knees, but called the ball. One and one the count to Gels. The sun has fully set now behind the YNI mountain range behind center field. So it's a nice artificially lit field at this point of the night. That pitch in there right on the corner. A good job. Looked like a slider from O'Brien getting Gels behind in the count. One and two. Oh, what a beautiful pitch that time from O'Brien. Let's see if he can put him away here. Here comes the one-two pitch from O'Brien, and it's going to be roped to right field. Suzuki on the run. Can he get to it? No, it's off the ground, into the fence, and Suzuki will get it in to hold Gels to a double. So good job there. Two-strike hitting by Ben Gels for his second double of the day. First two-bagger of this game. I tell you what, Gels is able to put that one on a line he roped it over Suzuki beautiful job uh, to put Minnesota in a great position here to get that one run and tie it up here 
So Minnesota Crooks in trailing one to nothing here in the top of the second inning. But like you said, Chaz now a runner on second base and just one out. And we'll see what Teddy Giefer can do here. Two for five with a home run in our first game tonight. Looking to pull the ball here and at least move the runner over. Maybe get him in with a hit. Giefer waits. O'Brien delivers from the stretch. And this one is taken inside for ball one. That's the first base runner allowed by O'Brien so far and dashes our hopes of seeing another <laughs> perfect game. I apologize, everybody. I, I did open that. Well, I was the one who brought it up, so I'll, I'll take uh, the broadcaster jinx as well. O'Brien looks in, checks the runner at second three times, now comes home, and a line drive down the first base line just foul. A nice fortunate bounce for HPU there because if that ball had gotten in the corner, it would have been an easy double. And I like how uh, Gfer is thinking here and trying to get this ball behind the runner so it makes it easier for him to score. Trying to pull it. So Gels, who doubled, leading off a second. Not too big of a lead out there. O'Brien set at the belt. Oh, Gels almost takes off there, but thinks secondly of it. Now a strike toss in there by O'Brien. That'll move the count to one and two. And Smith, uh, who was playing shortstop, uh, was trying to get O'Brien's attention for the pickoff. Couldn't get him. So here's O'Brien set at the belt again. This one just a bit outside. That'll move the count to two and two. Mike Hallquist on deck. He had a double and a triple in our first game, so... You definitely don't want to come to him with two runners on. Chiefer waiting. Here comes the 2-2 pitch. And that one is just a bit outside. He thought O'Brien had the corner there, but a call by Dale Gardner in favor of the ball. So that'll make the count full for Chiefer. O'Brien taking a long look in at his catcher, Daniel Johnson. Sets at the belt. Here comes the full count pitch, and it is just a bit low. And a good job there by Jeefer of drawing the walk. After getting a first batter strikeout, now it's a double and a walk. Putting two batters on base for Mike Hallquist. And this is just what Minnesota wanted uh, coming in in the top half of the second inning here with a double, now with a walk. A good opportunity here to uh, tie this game and potentially take the lead. And we'll see if O'Brien can hold Minnesota Crooks in down. This powerful lineup is just ready to explode here as Hulkwist steps in, promptly fouls away the first pitch. Hulkwist, an aggressive hitter. I mentioned the two extra base hits on our first game tonight. Looking to do damage here. Nice crowd building here on this Saturday evening, not only in the bleachers next to us, but out beyond the outfield, some people taking the game in from out there. I know some of the aunties and uncles out there listening on the radio, we appreciate you. Give us a wave if you hear us, and then also <laughs> online, of course, at waysportsradio.com. O'Brien taking his time again, sets at the belt, checks second base, now comes home. This ball down and away. A good stop there by Johnson holding the runners. 
It's a 1-1 count to Hallquist. Defense playing straight away. Actually, the infield is straight away. The outfield shaded just a bit to the left, expecting Hallquist to pull the ball. O'Brien sets at the belt again, takes a long look at second, now back home, and a fake to second. Nobody going there. Good job there keeping Gels honest, though. I mentioned earlier, in this seventh inning game, HP up one to nothing and two runners on. You almost have to look at it like we're in the third or fourth inning of a traditional game with those two innings taken off the back end. Here's O'Brien checking the runners again. Now comes home. This ball's roped into left field. It's going to get down, and that'll get at least one run in. Gels comes around third. He'll score easily. But good job by Kashimoto of holding not only the hitter, Hallquist, to a single, but the lead runner, Jeefer, to just one base advance. So Minnesota Crookson does tie this game at one. However, the, one, the runners stand at first and second instead of second and third. Yeah, Jeefer really, or Hallquist rather, did a nice job of putting that ball in play. Now we're tied, tied. Runners still on first and second as uh, Godwin is coming up here in a crucial at bat here for Minnesota. Yeah, Mitch Goodwin, the shortstop, steps in here. Trying to at least move the runners over, maybe get in another run. And this one is ripped to center field. And drifting back is Stevens. He makes the catch on the run. And a bad job of base running there by the lead runner, Jeefer, who had drifted off second base instead of getting back to tag. And I think the coach at third is letting him know, hey, you got to get there and tag because you should be at third right now. That was a great defensive play by Stevens. He was, uh, like you said earlier, was shifted a little bit more to the left, more behind towards shortstop, had to go back to his left and catch and track it for that catch and out. So Sawyer Satram comes up with runners on first and second, two out. HPU and Minnesota Crookston tied at one here in the top of the second. First pitch swung on and missed. We're in the second inning of our seven-inning game on the back end of our doubleheader action today. HPU victorious 8-6 to six in the first game today. Here's O'Brien trying to get out of this inning without any further damage. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and that's in the dirt. A good job again by Daniel Johnson of keeping it in front. 1-1 one one the count to Satram. And for Minnesota, this is an opportunity that you don't want to miss. You have two runners on base early in this game. You tied the game. You definitely want to come away with a little bit more points here and runs in this second inning. So the 1-1 pitch, O'Brien checking second a few times, now comes home. It's going to be fouled away. So good job by O'Brien of getting back ahead in the count, 1-2. and two. And hopefully he can put an end to this Minnesota Crookston rally before the leadoff hitter Caden Headley comes around again. Back with the new baseball is O'Brien from the stretch. Runners on first and second, two out. Here's the one-two pitch. Outside in the dirt, gathered by Johnson again, moving the count to deuces wild. Two balls, two strikes, two outs in the second inning. O'Brien sets for the 2-2 offering. Waits at the belt. 
Rears back with it and comes home on the outside corner. A called strike three, and O'Brien gets out of the jam, having allowed just one run. We're tied at one, going into the bottom of the second. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Patsy Mink, Central Oahu Regional Park. HPU and Minnesota Crookston tied at one, heading to the home half of the second inning. The Golden Eagles picking up a run there on the visiting half of the inning. Ben Gels doubled with an out and was driven in on a Mike Hallquist RBI single. Leading things off for HPU here in the second is Travis Johnson, the first baseman. HPU scoring a run in the first inning after Cole Kashimoto walked and came around on TJ Smith's RBI single. Jake Osowski working again for Minnesota Crookston out of the windup. Comes home, and this ball is in the dirt. Johnson going uh, one for four in the first game with a doubleheader, so he's trying to look to get some momentum here in this second one and get a base hit here in this at-bat. Here's the pitch to Johnson, and he fouls it away on a check swing. One, two, the count here to Johnson. Minnesota Crookson playing Johnson to pull just a shade in the outfield. Infield straight up. Here's the one-two pitch high and away, even in the count at two and two. Mentioned coming into this game, Jake Osowski was 5-0 and last year, so looking to build off of that impressive record in the 2023 campaign. This ball is hit down the right field line. Will it stay fair? No, just a bit outside of the white line. Good job there by umpire Ikaika Nishimura of making the call in this relatively dark field. There are lights, but not so much on the right field line. <laughs> So we'll Hanaho the 2-2 count for Johnson leading off here in the second inning. And swung on and missed, and it's going to be in the dirt. So the catcher will throw down to first, and Westloff completes the toss to Jeefer for out number one here in the home half of the second inning. Nice pitch that time from Wasowski. Getting the strikeout there from Johnson. That'll bring up Richard Higa, who had a triple in our opening game today. Higa, the third baseman, a veteran with a lot of pop in his bat. Takes ball one high. Here comes the second pitch to Higa, and he grounds it to first. The first baseman, Jeefer, picks it up and tosses it over to the pitcher, who was right on the spot covering. That's Osowski for the three to one put out and two quick outs here for the Sharks in the second inning. That'll bring up DJ Stevens who had a nice ranging catch in the top of the second inning. We're tied at one apiece here in the bottom frame of the second in this seven inning game. 
ball. The ball dropped in there for a strike to Stevens, a breaking ball tossed by Osowski. DJ, a veteran outfielder who can also do some pitching if HPU needs an emergency. As this ball's dropped in there for a strike too, DJ looking back for a clarification from the umpire. Yeah, DJ thought that one was high, um, but didn't go his way down 0-2. So the 0-2 pitch is taken high and away for ball one. Stevens a strong season last year. Trying for the Hanahoe effort here in 2023, but swings and misses in the dirt. And one, two, three, go the Sharks in the second. We're tied at one, and we'll be back with third inning action. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sharks Baseball brought to you by Pioneer Electric Inc. on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here live, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara. Third inning about to get underway. Minnesota Crookson and HPU tied at one. As Jack O'Brien back on the hill, tossing in a strike there. As Caden Headley, the leadoff hitter, struck out in the first inning, leads things off here in the third. O'Brien working quickly. This ball tossed in on the outside corner for strike two. A nice, consistent strike zone by Dale Gardner so far. O'Brien peering past his glove from the windup, comes home, and this one is going to be roped in the center for a base hit by Headley, and a good job battling back. Down 0-2, getting the single. Yeah, Headley went downstairs on that one, had to kind of get under it to pop it up, and was able to get enough to... Make that a nice single uh, fly ball in center field for to get on base. So that'll bring up Paxton Nelson. He grounded out the second in his first time up. Headley leading off for first. Not much of a lead, but trying to get a good secondary here as this pitch is in and bunted, but foul. So it's clear that Coach Steve Gust and his crew are trying to get some runners going and Realize the urgency of getting runners over and in here in the third inning, knowing that we're almost halfway through this seven-inning back end of our doubleheader. Sharks won the first game today, 8-6, to six, in some, somewhat dramatic fashion. They gave up four <laughs> runs in the ninth inning to make it a lot closer than it was. As this ball's in there for strike two, so quickly ahead of Nelson is O'Brien, 0-2 the count. Strong fastball on the outside there. From O'Brien. So now there's really no easy opportunity to bunt uh, due to two strikes here. So let's see what uh, Nelson does here with two strikes on him. Nelson, the DH in this game, wearing number one. Headley, a small lead off of first again. O'Brien at the belt, comes home, and this one is grounded to second, four, six. Three. Oh, safe at first. So it'll be a fielder's choice. A good job hustling by Nelson. And even a better slide by Headley trying to slow down the throw by Smith over to Travis Johnson at first. Yeah, nice defensive play. And nice job, like you said, by Nelson to leg that one out uh, to 
break up that double play there. So Jake Jelly comes up now. He struck out in the first inning, but always the power potential. Jake hit a home run in the first inning of the first game today. A towering shot to left center. O'Brien from the stretch comes home with it into the dirt. Ball one to Jelly. So with Headley retired on the fielder's choice, Paxson Nelson now with a small lead off of first. Jelly, a right-handed hitter facing the right-handed O'Brien. O'Brien checks first, takes his time, come ho comes home, swing and a miss here by Jelly, evening the count at one and one. Jelly trying to get some air on that as he kind of lifted up uh, on his back foot there, trying to pop it up. So we have a timeout on the field. This is Dale Gardner, the home plate umpire, uh, calling for time to let the catcher for HPU, Daniel Johnson, fix an equipment issue. I don't know if you could hear that on our microphones, but Gardner, a little bit agitated there, saying, hey, we're going to stop play, get whatever's wrong fixed so we can get back to a steady flow of the game. Jelly is a redshirt junior. He's out of East Grand Forks, Minnesota. Six foot four, 230, so a lot of power in his frame. Jelly back in following that timeout. O'Brien waits. Now delivers. Runner takes off. Throw down to second. Is in time. Wow, what a gun down to second base. <laughs> Holy smokes, that was a laser shot getting that runner caught stealing there. Paxson Nelson, I thought it was in there, and that ball just flew in, getting in for out number two. Tell you what, whatever Johnson went to go get from the <laughs> dugout <laughs> might have helped. <laughs> Ooh, man. So that what helps. Yeah, that helps HP right there. No runners on now. Two out. Top of the third, tied at one. We'll see what O'Brien can do here with Jelly and that pitch high and away for ball number two. Man, O'Brien actually had to duck out of the way of that shot. The throw down to second because it was on such a line. Here comes the 2-2 pitch, and that one is, actually it's a 3-2 pitch, and that's high and outside, so Jelly draws the walk. So after reaching first, Jelly gives way to Danny Wensloff. Now batting, number 19, Danny Wensloff. He's a junior catcher out of Rousseau, Minnesota and Itasca Community College. Wenslaw struck out in the second inning. Takes ball one outside. So with the runner on first, we'll see if Jack O'Brien can hold the Golden Eagles down without allowing a run. He gave up one last inning to Gels, who doubled and came around to score. This pitch is just on the outside corner for a strike, even in the count at one and one. That was a really nice pitch, and I thought Wensloff was going to try and slap it the other way. Did a little check swing and ended up not going. But overall, nice pitch from O'Brien. 
Yeah, good eye there. The infield has shifted a bit to the right, allowing a big hole down the third baseline as this ball is popped up, but it'll drift out of play over the stands to our left. And that'll move O'Brien into a pitcher's count, one and two to Danny Wensloff. And now the wind is starting to pick up as well as now the sun has gone down. So after a new baseball is given to O'Brien, he looks in, trying to retire Wensloff here as the runner Jelly leads off a of first. Here's the pitch, and it's fouled away again. And we'll hunt the one-two pitch, but first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Central Oahu Regional Park, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara. O'Brien with the one-two count. Here's the pitch, and that one is low and inside, so another two-ball count. These Minnesota Crookston batters are doing a good job of working back from down in the count. Johnson almost getting jelly that time on the back pick at first as well. Here comes the 2-2 pitch, and it is taken inside, so another full count. This one drawn by Wensloff, and that'll mean that Jelly will be off and running once this pitch is delivered. So here comes the payoff pitch. Runner does go, and this one is going to be lined over the jumping second baseman Geo and into right field. And that will get the runner, Jelly, to third. So a good job there by Wensloff with the single. Now runner on first and third for Minnesota Crookston and two out here in the third inning. Well, we already knew that Jelly was going to be off and running on the full count. Perfect situation right there. Wensloff put it right where it needed to be and was able to advance Jelly now to third base. So Jelly at third, Wensloff at first, and now Ben Gels, who doubled in the second inning and scored the first run of the game for Minnesota Crookston. He's up trying to give the visiting team the lead as he hits this one to left field, and it has some legs in the wind over Kashimoto and off the fence. The left fielder picks it up. It'll get two runs in, though, and that double by Gels is a big one, putting Minnesota Crookston up 3-1 to one here in the third. And like you said, Gels hit that the opposite way, and the wind just kind of kept, took it and it kept going over the left fielder's head, and a nice RBI double for for Gels that time to give Minnesota the lead. And as O'Brien gathers himself, let's pause 10 seconds for a station ID. You're listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Home of HPU Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM760 and 95.1 FM. So the two-out hit coming back to haunt HPU as the visiting Minnesota Crookston squad surges ahead 3-1. to one. 
here in the top of the third over HPU on opening night. It's the back end of our doubleheader. This ball by O'Brien down, but called a strike. Gels, who just drove in two runs with his double to left, leads off a second. Teddy G for hitting now. HPU winning game one of this doubleheader in nine innings, eight to six. This is a seven-inning game, so even bigger for Minnesota Crookston to get those two runs here. O'Brien down low with it. Giefer waiting for his pitch. He walked in the second inning. He also homered in the first game today, so a lot of power potential there. O'Brien sets at the belt, comes home, and in the dirt it goes for another ball. This is where O'Brien kind of wants to limit the damage here, want to try and force Giefer to make some contact to get out of this inning. So O'Brien looks in, trying to limit the damage after giving up two runs this inning, one run last inning. Here's the pitch, and in the dirt again. So three and one is the count to Teddy Giefer. And defensively for HPU, they're kind of shifting more to the right. So Smith, the shortstop, is almost playing close to that second base side. Pardon me. The pool. It's three and two now the count, so this full count coming to Giefer. Payoff pitch is outside, so Giefer draws the walk. And that is now four straight batters reaching with two out. A walk by Jelly, then a Danny Wensloff single, and a two-run double by Gels, and now a Teddy G for walk. And we're going to have a mound visit, but it looks like the trainer going out here, so... Even though there will be a mound visit, it looks like the catcher is being tended to again. That's Daniel Johnson with an equipment issue. So something is bothering him there. Although it didn't affect him on that throw down the second <laughs> to catch the stealing Paxson Nelson. Yeah, it looks like they're working on the chest, um, chest pad area. And uh, I believe they're just talking about making sure what we're going to do in this type of situation with two outs. We just need to get out of this inning. Uh, so we've got to make sure that we make the right play. And another thing I just thought of is it might be a pitch calm situation. They have that in college baseball now. I haven't noticed a receiver, but I think that's what they're kind of dealing with for Daniel Johnson as he is <laughs> kind of touching his ear. So I think it might be a communication issue that HPU is trying to sort out. So after the mound visit, back to live action as Mike Hallquist steps in, the third baseman. He had an RBI single back in the second inning. Minnesota Crookson leading this one 3-1, to one, top of the third over HPU. It's the season opening day for both teams, the second game of the season for both squads. Jack O'Brien looks in, now delivers. This ball fouled away down the first baseline. Hulquist, like you said, was that one in the first inning, second inning rather, that got that RBI single. And a perfect opportunity here for Minnesota to add to their 3-1 to one lead. 
Here comes the pitch. This one's flied to right. Should be relatively easy for Suzuki. Camps under it and makes the play to end the Minnesota Crookston rally, but not after they score two big runs to pull ahead 3-1. to one. We'll be back with the home half of the third. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. Home half of the third inning coming up here. Sharks trying to strike back after getting ahead. one nothing in the first. They've given up one run in the second now. Two runs here in the third. It'll be catcher Daniel Johnson leading off here for his first at-bat of the season. Great song picked by Daniel Johnson for his... Uh, Walk-up music there. Johnson, a right-handed catcher. Takes strike one from Jake Osowski. Osowski dialed in after giving up that opening inning run. And this pitch is roped to left down the line. That's going to fall in there. And we'll see if the catcher can get extra bases. He's on his horse. Oh, but the throw is on a line. That's a great job by Jelly, tossing it in, into Satram and pegging Daniel Johnson. So Johnson gets a single and will be thrown out 7-4 to four on the stretch to second. And Johnson really put down in the right spot. Little hesitation I saw as he started to turn uh, off of first base, but what a play that time by Jelly to record out number one. Hayden Huff steps in here, the DH, with his first at bat of the 2023 campaign. Takes ball one inside. And I'm kind of with you there. That hesitation by Johnson not only stopped him, but... Kind of makes you think if Johnson would have been better off just kind of holding Pat at first and giving HP another base runner. But we're relatively early in this game here in the bottom of the third, so it's okay to be a bit aggressive there for the Sharks. Here's Huff with one out, home half of the third. That ball taken high and away. Huff trying to make his way on any way he can. Here comes the pitch. Is that that is called a strike? I thought it might be a little low, but it indeed called a strike by our home plate umpire, Dale Gardner. Two and one, the count to Huff. Here's the pitch, and that one is swung on and missed. So evening the count at two, following the fastball by Jake Osowski. Huff really wanted that one. He kind of swung out of his shoes and cleats on that swing. But now the count is even, and he'll have to choke up a little bit and protect. There's a 2-2 pitch. That one's fouled away. Like you said, a good job of protecting there by Huff. Trying to make his way on for Nicholas Geo, the leadoff hitter up next for HPU. Huff back into the box. Hugging the inside line of the batter's box. 
Here's the 2-2 pitch, and that one is taken high and outside. Actually, it's a 3-2 pitch, and that'll be a walk for Huff, so a good job there, getting on base with one out. Gio is the one that came in to score in that first inning for HPU and trying to gain some momentum here in inning number three. So Gio takes a ball just outside. He lined out to the right fielder on the first pitch in the first. Trying to move things along for Cole Kashimoto. Bit of a pickoff throw there by Osowski. Nothing much on that ball. Just trying to see what the runner Hayden Huff was doing over there. Not much of a lead by Huff. From the stretch is Osowski pitches, and that one is taken on the outside corner for strike one. Off speed pitch that time on the outside. Nice job by Osowski. Evening the count. And this pitch is high and inside, so a good job there by Gio. We'll see if Osowski is bothered by that one out walk. HPU trailing by two in the home half of the third, three to one. Hayden Huff leading off of first, Nicholas Gio at the plate. The 2-1 pitch is fouled away, even in the count at two apiece. The HPU bench encouraging their second baseman. Another pickoff throw over to first. Nothing going there. Huff gets back in time. So with a 2-2 count, Osowski looks in. Another pickoff throw, trying to keep Huff close. Huff kind of just doing enough to get the attention of Osowski there couple pickoff throws. The infield defense for Minnesota Crookston shaded to the left. Here comes the 2-2 pitch. Grounded on the right field. Pardon me, the first baseline. Just out of play, though, as Gifer catches it in foul territory. Yeah, Gio doing a nice job protecting in the box at time, getting enough to just foul it away and get another pitch. So Nicholas Gio with the 2-2 count again. Both the infield and the outfield shaded to the left, pegging Gio to pull. Here's the 2-2 pitch again. This one swung on and missed. A good job there by Osowski of getting Gio to chase and get out number two. That's Osowski's third strikeout here in this game. And that one, the strong fastball in the outside corner to take down Gio. That'll bring up Cole Kashimoto. He walked and scored HPU's lone run in the first inning. The offensive and defensive spark plug bringing a lot of energy to this team. Swings and misses for strike one. The pitcher Osowski taking his time, towing at the rubber a bit. Now gets set. 
Checks first base, looking at Huff over there. Nothing doing. Comes home. This one lying down the left field line. Will it drop? It does. It's a fair ball. Coach Dane Fujinaka. Oh, it's going to be called a foul ball. Overruled by the home plate umpire. And Coach Dane can't believe it at third. He takes his hat off and puts his head down thinking that could have been a run scoring double at minimum. Wow. And um, umpire was... He jogged from his position almost close to third base to make that call. But like you said, Jess Foul goes that hit that time from Kashimoto. And that would have put HPU in a good position to get some runs back here in inning number three. And that's the difference that sometimes we see at the D1 level. We'll have a full four umpire crew here in D2 baseball. We usually have three person crews like tonight. And one of the downfalls of that is sometimes one of the lines isn't covered, but no matter how you shake it, it's an 0-2 count to Kashimoto. He takes ball one up and away. That would have been big because that would have scored Huff easily from first. Coach Dane Fujinaka was getting his windmill left arm going, <laughs> trying to get that runner in. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Taken outside. Good eye there by Kashimoto. And now it looks like the outfield from Minnesota has shifted left. Kind of expecting uh, Kashimoto to attack and kind of slap it the other way. Another pickoff throw over to try to check on Huff by Osowski. Nothing going there, though. Kashimoto steps in with a 2-2 count. Trying to get HPU going here in the third inning. Sharks trail 3-1. to one. The 2-2 pitch taken just outside. Another good eye there by Kashimoto as he works this count full, 3-2. and two. Similar pitch, back-to-back -back pitches, and I think Kashimoto just had enough to let that one go. Just misses the strike zone there. So full count coming up. Huff will be on the move. Takes his lead and takes off. And this pitch taken inside. Another walk drawn by Kashimoto. And that gives HPU runners on first and second with two outs here in the third. So a big opportunity for TJ Smith. He had an RBI single in the first inning and looks to do even more damage here in the third. It looks like head coach Steve Gus. Just want to clarify the strike zone area there. Came to check up. Make sure the zone was good. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Two balls that looked in the same spot. And that first pitch to TJ Smith is a strike. And I guess that's the professional way to do it is Coach Gust walking out there and having a civil conversation instead of chirping from the dugout, which normally riles up an umpire behind the plate. Pitching from the stretch again is Jake Osowski as the breeze behind us picks up, blowing from right behind us in the home plate area out to left center field. You can see the trees out in the outfield tossing around in this strong wind. Here's the pitch. And that one is taken outside. Oh, on the outside corner for strike two. So maybe that 
inquiry by Coach Steve Gust paid off <laughs> as now two strikes on the outside corner have been called. See what Smith can do here. Runners in scoring position. T.J. Smith with two RBI in the first game and one here in the first inning of game two. Waiting for the 0-2 pitch. Here it comes, taken just a bit outside. A good eye there. And Osowski really wanted that call. That would have been a huge end to this inning, but Smith stays alive. Kashimoto leading off a first. Huff uh, leading off a second. Both runners got on base via walk. Osowski looking in now. Ahead in the count, one and two. It picks off the first. Interesting there, a backdoor pick opportunity. Normally you don't see that because the pitcher is normally so fixated on that runner at second, but fortunately Kashimoto heads up there, getting back to first in time. Yeah, like you said, you rarely see that pick going backdoor, but nice job that time on the base path by Kashimoto. And Kashimoto looked back at Giefer like, nice try, bud, <laughs> but I got you figured out as this ball is in the dirt. And... It'll be a wild pitch as both runners advance. So good job there, not only by T.J. Smith of letting it go, but then the runners reading that dirt ball and moving over. So now two runners in scoring position with two out, 2-2 two -two count to T.J. Smith here in the home half of the third inning. Great opportunity here for Smith. So Smith evens the count at two, standing in there waiting for the pitch. Here it comes. He lets it go. Oh, just a bit outside. <laughs> and the Minnesota Crookston team was already coming out of the dugout expecting a strikeout. And now the umpire, Dale Gardner, is chirping back at the dugout because the coaching staff for Minnesota was asking where that was. And now crew chief Jim LeBeau is giving an official warning to the bench of Minnesota Crookston for voicing their displeasure with that call. So that's going to result in a full count for T.J. Smith as crew chief Jim LeBeau will come and talk it over with his fellow umpires, basically trying to get things under control here. And from our broadcast position here, I wouldn't have been surprised if that would have been called strike three. It was very close, maybe a bit high, but... Definitely right around the zone, and now the home plate umpire, Dale Gardner, will actually call one of the coaches out from the dugout, I guess to clarify the warning there and basically get things under control. All right, so a couple of conferences are pow, and we're back to live action. Runners on second and third, a big at-bat here for HPU as T.J. Smith stands in there with a full count. Two runners in scoring position. HPU down by two. We'll see if it can come through here. Osowski winds. He delivers. And that pitch taken high for ball four. HPU has loaded the bases via walk here in the third inning. And a great spot here for Kota Suzuki with the bases loaded. Suzuki with ducks on the pond. Three walks here with two outs is uh, giving HPU a good opportunity here to get back and tie this game. So Suzuki, who had two RBI in the first game tonight, takes strike one inside. 
And I have to believe that any close ball or strike calls here <laughs> will be monitored carefully by Minnesota Crookson as they have not been happy with the strike zone so far tonight. Suzuki standing in there, pops this one to right. It does not have legs, though, and it's going to be settled under by Gels, and that catch will put an end to the HPU rally here in the third. No runs despite the Sharks loading the bases. We'll be back with the fourth inning. Minnesota Crookston leading the Sharks 3-1. to one. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at Central Oahu Regional Park, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara with you. Jack O'Brien pitched a decent three innings, giving up three runs, and he'll give way to our first relief pitcher of the night. I believe this is Austin Correa, the left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen. The southpaw out of San Diego, California, junior, standing at 5'9", 175 pounds. And Mitch Goodwin leading off for Minnesota Crookston. So far, he flew out to center field. And this ball's cranked out to left field. Goodwin got a hold of that one. That is up, up, and aloha. It is out of here. And that's Minnesota Crookston's third solo home run of the night. First one of this game. And that puts the Golden Eagles up 4-1 to one here in the fourth inning. The first pitch of the inning by Correa. Goodwin saying aloha to that one. Holy, over the left center field fence. Yeah, Correa might need some icy hot for his neck after cranking <laughs> back to watch that one sail out of here. Holy smokes. And right after the home run, a savvy move by Sawyer Satrum of faking a bunt there and actually going for the bunt but just missing it, trying to figure the infield will be playing back after that home run. Higa actually came in real quick from his third base position there. So Correa trying to settle down, now getting two quick strikes to Satrum. And for HPU, not what you want out of your left-handed reliever giving up a bomb on the first pitch nearly midway through this game. And this one is swung on and missed. So Correa, props to him, bouncing back after giving up the leadoff home run. Three straight strikes to Satrum for the strikeout. Yeah, Correa doing a nice job uh, mentally coming back on that one. Not, obviously not easy to give up a home run, but three straight pitches. Three uh, to force a strikeout there. Nice job to get the first out of the inning. That'll bring up Caden Headley, the leadoff hitter. He's singled in the third after striking out looking in the first inning. Correa, the lefty, working out of the windup. HPU in their all-black uniforms compared to Minnesota Crookston's white unis tonight. This ball slapped to right. It's going to be a single through the hole. And another nice job of hitting there by Headley going to the right side now for his second single of the game. Yeah, that pitch was on the outside by Correa. And through the 3-4 hole goes Headley to get him on, the, on first base. 
And Headley loving it here in Hawaii so far. He is two for three this game, three for five the first game with a double. So definitely a hitter's paradise for Headley so far. As the ensuing batter, Paxton Nelson, takes strike one off the left-handed delivery of Austin Correa. We'll see if HPU can limit the damage here. Correa sets at the belt. Pickoff move to first. Oh, and Headley tumbled a bit awkwardly on his wrist there. Hopefully he's okay. Headley leading off of first base. Here comes the pitch, and it's going to be bunted just out of play down the right field, right side, pardon me, by Nelson. I like the idea that time by Nelson and also Headley was kind of moving in motion already as Nelson tried to put down the bunt towards the first base side, but this one goes foul. So stepping back in, down 0-2 is Paxson Nelson, the DH tonight. Here comes the 0-2 pitch, and it is swung on and grounded just past the pitcher over to short. Here goes the second. No throw, so a good job on the fielder's choice of getting the lead runner there. So that's Headley retired at second on the 6-4 put out. And Nelson now stands at first on the fielder's choice. Yeah, Smith did a nice job of coming in from his shortstop position after a high bounce and high, high grounder, rather, and able to flip it over to second base for, like you said, the lead out on that play. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it together. We are creating a healthier Hawaii. Another pickoff move here from Correa, this time trying to check on Nelson over there at first base. If you remember back last inning, the third inning, it was Nelson who reached on the fielder's choice again and was caught stealing on the laser job by Daniel Johnson. Jake Jelly now batting. He walked in the last inning and scored. He also had a solo home run in our first game tonight. This is the back end of our doubleheader. HP winning the first one, 8-6. to six. Oh, a pickoff attempt, a throw down from his knees by Johnson to Travis Johnson. Nothing going there. And Minnesota Crookston leading this one here in the fourth inning, 4-1. to one, Trying to get today's doubleheader split. Here's the pitch, and taken high and away. Thanks for bearing with us. No scoreboard here, so we're waiting for the umpire signals confirming it is 2-1 on the count. Well, let me rephrase that. There is a scoreboard, but it's not working, so <laughs> we'll do our best to relay the count to you. 2-1 still. Another pickoff throw over to first by Correa. Stepping back in is the right-handed hitter, Jake Jelly. Here's the Correa pitch, and down and inside. Three and one the count now. And this is a great hitter's count here for Jelly to be aggressive, looking for a specific pitch here by Correa and see if he gets it here to drive it. So Jake Jelly waits for the 3-1 pitch. Here it comes in the dirt. And Jelly draws the walk. So now two runners on with two out. That's Jelly's second walk of the game, and it'll give way to Danny Wensloff, the 
power hitting cleanup hitter and the catcher for Minnesota Crookston. Wensloff, a left-handed hitter. So Paxson Nelson is the runner at second. Jake Jelly at first. Two outs. Golden Eagles leading this one 4-1, to one, top of the fourth inning. It's a game scheduled for seven, so essentially halfway through this one. Is that ball in for a high strike to Wensloff? Nice job by Correa going inside of Wensloff, the lefty, to the high corner for the strike. Correa looks in from the stretch, now comes home, a high leg kick. Ball one down low. And it looked like that was a off-speed pitch on the far, going far low corner that time. Not enough to force a swing. So here's the 1-1 pitch to Westloff. And down again. So Correa struggling with his command a bit. He's either been high or very low. Nothing really in between. So he has to split the difference a bit if he wants to get out of this inning unscathed. He did give up the opening home run to Mitch Goodwin to start this inning. Here's the pitch, and that one is low and called a strike. Again, the Minnesota Crookston <laughs> dugout not happy with that call. From our position, it seemed to be right on the corner, but my question would be, was it too low or not? Mm. Anyway, it's 2-2 two and two the count, 2 out, 2 runners on. Here's the pitch. And taken just a bit low, forcing the count full. And that's where I think that one was lower than the one that we just saw. So you hear the coaches reminding their runners, make sure he goes home. That means the runners are going to take off on the full count, but not too early as to avoid getting picked off. But they will get a head start here with a full count and two out. Both runners take a walking lead. Now both take off on the pitch, and it's lined up the middle. And that'll make its way through. One run will score. Will the second runner be waved home? No, but it will be a single up the middle by Wensloff. His second single of the game. This one bringing in a run and putting Minnesota Crookson up now 5-1. to one. Now batting, number 23, Ben Gels. So that was a perfect spot that time by Wensloff. Both runners went. Uh, a dribbler up the middle into center field for the RBI single. So that plated Nelson, and it moved in Jelly, pardon me, Jake Jelly over to third. Wensloff at first, and here's Ben Gels, who has two doubles today, including a two-run double in the third inning. He takes ball one low. Ben Gels had a double in the first game as well, so a triple-double effort. Looking to add to that today as he takes a breaking ball in there for strike one, one and one the count. This could be a pivotal at bat here because already up by four, if Minnesota Crookson can add a couple of more insurance runs, that'll be huge against this strong HPU offense. Here's the pitch, and just outside on the fastball. Two and one the count to Gels. We'll see what Austin Correa can do here because if he 
allows Gels to reach. He has a strong hitter in Teddy G for waiting on deck. Two walks so far today. This pitch is high and inside. Three and one now to count. Looks like HPU is getting some action in the bullpen. Correa struggling a bit here, looking in, trying not to lose this hitter. And that pitch is a nice fastball in the outside corner. Again, a full count, three and two to Ben Gels. Runners on the corner, two out. Two runs already in here for the Golden Eagles in the fourth inning. They lead 5-1 to one over HPU. Here's the payoff pitch, and it's going to be grounded, picked up by Correa. Takes his time over to first for the out. A good job there by the lefty pitcher of getting gels. However, he does give up two runs, and Minnesota Crookston leads this one 5-1. to one. You're listening to HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here to live action, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara here with you from Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park, field number four. Minnesota Crookston with a 5-1 lead. The line score goes 5-8-0 for the visitors. One run on two hits and no errors for the home team. And we'll see here if the Sharks can start to chip away as we reach the half point of this, halfway point, pardon me, of this seven-inning back-end doubleheader contest. Travis Johnson stepping in for HPU, the number five hitter, first baseman. He struck out in the second inning. Back on the mound for Minnesota Crookston is Jake Osowski. Yes, and just like that on the first pitch, Johnson goes deep to left center. It's not over the fence, but right up against it, and he's going to be in there with a stand-up double, and that's exactly what HPU needed was at least get a runner on base and see what your teammates can do down by four here in the fourth inning. And that has to be a huge confidence boost there for Travis Johnson. Um, getting a good rip on that one to left center field. Uh, out of reach of both defenders. And is sitting pretty right now on second base in uh, scoring position for the Sharks. And that'll bring up Richard Higa, the veteran third baseman for the Sharks. He grounded out to the first baseman in the second inning. Now a runner in scoring position and no out. Takes a strike on the inside corner at the knees. Beautiful night for baseball here in central Oahu. Technically we're in the YPO area. Here's the pitch, and that one is taken at nearly the same spot, but this one is called a ball just a bit inside. I'm just kind of peeking at the uh, Minnesota dugout after that one. <laughs> Close pitch, though, to make it one and one. Osowski still towing the rubber. Comes home with it from the stretch, and this one is going to be blooped to the first base side and picked up nicely there by Jeefer following the funny hop, and most importantly for Minnesota Crookston, by letting the ball kind of hang in the air and then fielding it, they prevented the runner from moving over. Yeah, nice play that time by Jeefer, and that wasn't an easy play as well because Higo had some speed, and he was 
booking it down the line. And again, you talk about that spin, too, of the ball, the way it came off the bat. So nice defensive play overall by uh, Gifer. So DJ Stevens steps in here now. One out, bottom of the fourth, runner on second. He takes strike one as HPU trails 5-1. to one. If they can come back here, they will notch the doubleheader sweep to open the season. Minnesota Crookson, on the other hand, trying to even the series at one. Two more games tomorrow on Super Sunday. Here's the pitch, and that one has popped up to the right side. Drifting into the outfield, the second baseman. Satram catches it and also keeps the runner from advancing. So following the leadoff double, two quick outs with Higa and Stevens. Now Daniel Johnson will try to get that runner in from second. And Osowski, I, I believe he really has found a, a nice groove here. Besides that double, I, I do feel like he has found that groove on the mound, found the comfortable place that he wants to be. And two quick outs here in the fourth. First pitch swung on by Johnson. Good job there. You mentioned Osowski in a nice rhythm. He was 5-0 last year, a 1.94 ERA. Nearly a strikeout per inning. Not a lot of power, but definitely crafty in his spots. He struck out two batters in the second inning. Now trying to get Daniel Johnson here as this ball is outside, even in the count at one and one. Travis Johnson, who led off the inning with a first pitch double, still at second base. We'll see if the Johnson and Johnson connection comes through here for the Sharks in the home half of the fourth inning. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and it is taken at the knees for strike two. Oh, and I thought Johnson was going to take a nice hack at down right above the knees. I just let that one go. That was definitely the pitch of this at-bat for Daniel Johnson, the catcher, who singled in the third inning. Here's the 1-2 pitch, and it is taken outside. A good job there by the catcher of letting that one go. Two balls, two strikes, two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. HPU trailing by four. Trying to chip away if they can get Travis Johnson in from second. Daniel Johnson, the right-handed batter facing the righty Osowski. Here's the pitch, and that one slapped to right. Is that going to fall? It does. It's a fair ball. One run in, and Johnson racing to second. And just like that, the Johnson and Johnson connection is coming through. A double for each of them. The latter, Daniel, drives in the former, Travis, for HPU's second run, narrowing the deficit to 5-2. And Daniel Johnson choking up on the... The 2-2 count, able to slap it and get enough of that over the first baseman into right field for the RBI double. And that'll bring up Hayden Huff, the DH, batting ninth tonight. He walked in his first plate appearance. And he'll try to get on base, maybe drive the runner in as he fouls this first pitch away. Daniel Johnson, the catcher, not the most fleet of foot, but you could definitely see on that double to right, Enough hustle to get into second base without drawing a throw. And if Huff can place this properly on a hit to the outfield, it'll score Johnson from second. 
Here's the pitch, and that one is taken in the dirt. A nice job by the catcher, Wensloff, of stopping it, keeping it in front so the runner doesn't advance. That moves the count to Huff to one and one. And Huff had that walk in the last inning that kind of started that uh, couple walks after that to get full base. Unfortunately, the Sharks couldn't pull through and uh, get them in. So here's the 1-1 pitch to Huff. Take in, in there for a strike. A nice breaking ball delivered by Osowski. Definitely a pitcher's pitch. Huff really couldn't do anything with that, even if he did want to swing. Mm -hmm. So after the RBI double, Daniel Johnson leads off a second. One and two the count. Huff waits for it, waggles his bat. Here it comes, and there it is lined. Oh, back near our way keeping the count at one and two. I like this swing from Huff. It was confident. It was in the zone. Uh, kind of just tipped it away to get another pitch. HPU coach Dane Fujinaka anxiously awaiting the opportunity to wave another runner <laughs> home. He's basically in the crouch plane position over there down the third base line as Huff takes it. Oh, oh, that could have been <laughs> strike three. And he... Uh, Basically takes a long look at that one to see that it's called ball two. And this Minnesota Crookson dugout is about to explode with emotion. I think they're tired of all these close calls. So Huff with a 2-2 count. Deuces wild, two balls, two strikes, two outs here in the fourth inning. HPU down, 5-2. And that pitch is swung on and miss. Strike three, Huff swings and... He's out of there, but HPU does get one run to draw to within three runs. We'll be back with the fifth inning. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at Central Oahu Regional Park, and after getting one run last inning to pull to within five to two, HPU brings in their third pitcher of the game. This is Makana Kia, his hometown right down the road in Waipahu, the power-throwing right-hander. HPU bringing him in to serve as a stopper, trying to keep Minnesota Crookston down as they try to get back in this game. So leading off for the Golden Eagles will be Teddy Jeefer. He's walked twice so far this game. Kia completes his warm-up tosses, and we're ready to go here in the top of the fifth inning. Nice pace to this game so far. Golden Eagles getting one run in the second, two apiece in the third and fourth innings. HP with one run in each of the first and fourth innings, getting us to this 5-2 to two score. Kia's first pitch is just a bit inside, drifting on the fastball. I mentioned Jeefer with two walks already, a very uh, disciplined approach at the plate as he takes ball too high and inside. Makana Kia trying to refocus his command here. The left-handed hitting G for waiting. Now here's the pitch, and that one's high and away. 
quickly a three ball count to the leadoff batter, Jeefer. Yeah, Kia having a hard time finding the strike zone here early in this start. Three straight balls up and high. Here's the 3-0 pitch, and that one is down by the knees, so a four-pitch walk for Jeefer. Not the way you want to start things for Makana Kia. An impressive three walks for Jeefer, but yet to score tonight. We'll see if Minnesota Crookson can change that. That'll bring up Mike Hallquist. He has an RBI single today in this game and a couple of extra base hits, a double and a triple in our first game. This pitch is spiked in the dirt. It's going to be a wild pitch, allowing Jeefer to move over to second base. And just like that, that's five straight balls from Kia to start his appearance. And it looks like we're going to get some time for Kia and his teammates to kind of give him some encouragement out on the field. Yeah, that's catcher Daniel Johnson calling time and going out to talk with his pitcher. Also coming in is the HPU shortstop, T.J. Smith, basically talking over the signs now that a runner's on second base. So Minnesota Crookson leading by three, threatening again with the runner on second. Nobody out here in the fifth inning. Kia sets and now delivers, and that's his first strike. So finally calming down a bit, the big right-handed hurler. As Hulquist was taken all the way there, waiting for a strike, finally gets one. One and one the count to Hulquist. Chiefer leading off a second. Here's the pitch, and that one is spiked in the dirt again. Another wild pitch, and that allows the runner, Jeefer, to move over to third. HPU serving up free opportunities, essentially, for the visitors. A walk, a free pass there, moves over to second on a wild pitch, and another wild pitch. Basically a runner on third without even putting a bat on ball. And now the defense is pinching uh, up. Trying not to allow that run to score. Yeah, code red. Everybody in on the infield trying to guard against a little dribbler. And Kia again with a ball low. He's thrown eight pitches so far, only one for a strike. And now a hitter's count to Mike Hulquist, three and one. Leading off of third is Jeefer. Here's the pitch, and that one is swung on and missed. A good job there by Kia of reaching back and rocketing that one home. Full count. Kia working from the windup. We'll see if he can get Hulquist here. Here's the full count pitch, and that one's in the dirt again. So two walks delivered by Kia, and now runners on first and third via free pass for the Golden Eagles. Seems like the last couple of throws from Kia has been short. I mean, in the beginning, his first maybe four to five pitches were kind of high. Now he's trying to make an adjustment, and now it's been too low. And those two are very crucial in moving Giefer over from second now to third. So here we go. The home run hitter, Mitch Goodwin. He hit a bomb to left field last inning. Here we are on the fifth. He's up again with the runner on first and third. Nobody out. Minnesota Crookston leading 5-2, to two and Coach Dane Fujinaka wasting no time. He's tired of seeing 
Too many balls thrown by his pitcher. He's already going to make the move to the bullpen. And Kia will be subbed out after not even registering an out. So officially his line will read no innings pitched, but he is responsible for the two runners on base. It's a good opportunity to remind you that Hawaii Pacific Health is proud to be the official health care partner of Hawaii Pacific University Athletics. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. So the pitching change has been made. The new hurler for HPU is going to be number 47. That is Nephi Hong out of Lahainaluna High School on Maui. He's a freshman. Aloha to all our Maui listeners tuning in. Pardon me, it's Nephi Hong. We're getting used to our new players here on the Sharks this year. Hong, a right-handed hurler, again, out of Lahaina Luna. That's on the west side of Maui. The 5'10", 205-pound freshman making his debut tonight. And a big spot here because down three runs, HPU needs to do its best to limit Minnesota Crookston before this league gets out of hand. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't want to head into the last few opportunities and innings uh, playing catch-up with a five, six-point lead. So, again, like you said, limiting the damage here for the Sharks is going to be crucial. His next at-bat is going to be big, and hopefully off of the hand of Hong, he can kind of limit the damage here for the Sharks. So Hong completing his warm-up pitches. He's ready to go, and so is the batter, Mitch Goodwin. Goodwin already has a 1-0 count, and that was started by Kia before he exited. Kia looking for his teammate Hong to pick him up here, try to get him out of the jam. Hong from the stretch delivers, and his first pitch as a shark is in there for a strike. A nice job there coming out of the bullpen, throwing strikes. Goodwin, I mentioned, homered in his last at-bat. Facing a 1-1 count now. Goodwin waggling his bat golf style. Now picks it up by his shoulder. Here's the Hong pitch, and that one is grounded too short. 6-4-3. So a run does score. No RBI, though. It's a nice job by Hong of inducing the double play. And even though Minnesota Crookson now leads 6-2, HPU has at least limited the damage, clearing the bases. And now, two outs. And exactly what HPU wanted. Hong did a nice job of getting Goodwin to ground it to the shortstop to start the double play, and much needed there for the Sharks. So Hong basically hitting the reset button after giving up the run there on the double play. Sawyer Satram coming up. Two Ks for him so far tonight. As a check swing there. A ball called, and then the appeal down on the check swing. Nothing going there. Did you see what the umpire signaled there? It looked like he said 1-1. I thought yep. it was a... 1-1. Even though that was the... Oh, it's 2-1 now. I'll try to sort that out, but 2-1 on Sawyer Satram. 
the freshman Hong trying to work out of trouble here. He already got the double play. Now he has Satram at a 2-2 count. The Golden Eagles leading this one 6-2. Let's pause 10 seconds for Station ID. You're listening to HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sawyer with a single. Sawyer with a single up the middle. So now a runner on first, two out for Minnesota Crookston. This ball in the dirt, a throw down by Johnson, not in time. Trying to catch Satram off of first. Caden Headley, again, up at the plate. Two singles in his last two at-bats. And here's the pitch to Headley, taken low and inside. Now let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Home of HPU Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM760 and 95.1 FM. Back here live, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara, a stolen base by Satrum, and then he's going to move over to third on the throwing error by Daniel Johnson. So the defense... Trying to do its part to bail HPU out, but a good lead and a good jump there by Satram. And then another laser throw by Johnson. This one, though, in the dirt right at the cut of the grass. It bounces past the covering T.J. Smith and into center field, allowing the runner to move over to third. Here's Caden Hanley again. Pardon me, Headley taking a ball low. Your guess is as good as mine for the count, but we'll try to get that to you as soon as possible. I believe it's two cool. and one. And you're right, it was a full count. <laughs> That's going to be a walk to Headley. So now two runners on again. Citrum at first, pardon me, third. Headley at first base on the walk. And that's now Headley's sixth time on base in two games today. Four singles, a double, and a walk for the leadoff hitter. Definitely the epitome of on-base percentage as a throwing error by the pitcher. Hong will not only allow the run to score from third, but then Headley scampers all the way to third base. The wheels falling off for HPU here in the fifth inning as Minnesota Crookson has now scored two, going ahead now seven to two. And Hong picking off that time, and this one was just low on the pickoff throw. Johnson couldn't handle it. It scampers away, and that allows Minnesota to go ahead and score on that play. So that pitch to Paxson Nelson now, high and away. Oh 
Hong still in there. The right-handed hurler tossing it low and inside. Here in the top of the fifth inning. This pitch taken outside. Another ball. So the HPU relievers struggling tonight. Makanakia only throwing one strike. And now Hong, after getting the double play, gave up a single to Satram and then a walk to Headley. Then a throwing error allowed Satram to score. So actually we just got word that's Shea Lake on the, the mound for HPU instead of Hong. And this pitch is going to be lined down the right field line. That pitch is in the dirt, so another free pass given up. So I'm assuming this has been Lake the whole time. Yes. So sorry to the Hong family tuning in. No <laughs> Hong action yet. Hopefully somebody will give us a heads up next time, but nice try by everyone all around. Lake now with runners on first and third. HPU trying to get out of this inning after giving up a couple of runs so far this inning. Lake, the right-handed hurler, as the runner takes off and steals second without a throw. Really the perfect opportunity that time for Nelson to snag second base there to put him in scoring position as well. That's now four walks and a single allowed by HPU this inning. Lake comes home with it again. A swing and a miss by Jake Jelly. He's walked twice so far and homered in the first game today. Here's the pitch from Lake down at the knees for strike two. A good job there painting the corner. Nice job by Lake that time. Going on the outside corner, hard fastball for the strike. Here's the two strike pitch. It is swung on and missed. So good job by Lake getting out of the inning, but Minnesota Crookston scores a couple and now leads HPU by a handful. We'll be back with the home half of the fifth inning. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Central Oahu Regional Park. Jacob Wary coming on for Minnesota Crookston after a strong start by Jake Osowski. He's in line for the win tonight again. A seven-inning game scheduled here in our back end of the doubleheader. So going through four qualifies Osowski for the victory if the Golden Eagles can hang on. And it was a great 
outing for Osowski. Racking up the strikeouts, but also not only the strikeouts, but just in key situations, I think Osowski did a nice job of getting outs when Minnesota needed it. Getting them out of trouble, especially in that full base for HPU in the bottom of the fourth. So for HPU, it'll be Nicholas Gio leading things off here in the fifth inning. I believe the score is 7-2. We're waiting on clarification as the sports information crew is fixing some of the plays from last inning. But HPU needs to start to rally now, down by at least five. Three innings to go, basically nine outs left to bounce back here. Nicholas Gio stepping in, the right-handed hitter facing the right-handed reliever. And this pitch is fouled away by Gio. And that pitch is in there for a ball. So one and one, they count to Gio. Gio, the one would be good to start off the rally here for HPU. That ball fouled away. The wary pitch. Gio so far lined out to right field and struck out. He takes a ball outside. Bottom of the fifth inning, HPU trailing 7-2. Here's the pitch to Gio. He grounds it up the middle. It's going to be fielded cleanly by the shortstop. That's Goodwin over to Gifer for out number one. That'll bring up Cole Kashimoto. He's walked twice so far tonight and scored a run in the first inning. Good time to rally here for the Sharks, trailing 7-2. The good news for HPU is they did win the first game tonight, 8-6. to six. And Kashimoto gets on base again. That's what he does best. He draws the hit by pitch here. And so far, perfect for Kashimoto. 3-for-3 three three when it comes to getting on base, even though he has no official at-bats. Yep. Exactly what HPU needed. Some, some kind of thing to go your way to hopefully... Gain some momentum here and start to build it here in inning number five. So that'll bring up TJ Smith, the shortstop, following the hit by pitch drawn by Kashimoto. The foul ball 
there by the shortstop. Minnesota Crooks in seven runs on nine hits, no errors. HPU two runs on four hits and one error, that big pickoff throw that resulted in a run coming home for the visitors. Weary with a nice outside pitch that time for the strike. Weary peering in now delivers, and that one is going to be grounded to second. Four, six, and not in time to first as the hustling T.J. Smith legs out the fielder's choice. So Kashimoto out at second. It'll be two outs, runner on first, and Kota Suzuki coming up. Suzuki grounded into a double play and then flew out to right field, stranding three runners in the third inning. He had two RBI in the first game tonight, though, so we'll see if he can keep this inning going for the Sharks here in the home half of the fifth inning. Suzuki takes one high and inside for ball one. Sharks trailing by five here. Wary peering in from the stretch, now delivers. This one's going to be popped up and out of play for strike one. Suzuki trying to slap that one away. I, I thought that was a good... He looked good on that swing, trying to hit it to the opposite field. Just got a little under it to follow it away. So the left-handed hitting Suzuki stands in. Now takes this one high and inside, another ball. Travis Johnson would be next if Suzuki can keep the lineup going. Two outs here in the fifth. Here's the pitch, and that one's fouled away again. Two and two, the count to Suzuki. Sharks trailing seven to two, bottom of the fifth inning. Just about two hours into this game. This one's scheduled for seven, the back end of our doubleheader action tonight. Where he checks the runner, now looks home, holding his glove at his face, now comes home with it. This one just a bit outside, a little too high as well, as Suzuki pushes the count full, three and two. And now they'll make Smith in motion here on this next pitch. Yep, not being held. Smith makes sure the runner goes home. Now he takes off. Nobody <laughs> covering second. So the good, the good jump by Smith actually results in a stolen base there. I haven't seen that in quite a while. A, a runner on a 3-2 count actually stealing the base before the hitter has a chance to put it in play. So here we go, full count. Now a runner on second with two out. And Suzuki takes ball four outside. So he draws the walk. Moving runners to first and second with two out. And a big spot here for Travis Johnson, the first baseman who doubled last inning. If he can do that again, it'll get at least one run in for HBU. See some two-out magic here from the Sharks. 
Johnson, the right-handed hitter, swings and misses. A good cut there. Just swinging over it a bit. The wind picking up here in YPO. You can hear it blowing around the home plate area. Johnson waiting for the 0-1 pitch. Here it is. Taken high and outside for ball one. So where are you trying to get out of trouble here? Runner on first and second, two out. Minnesota Crookston leading 7-2. to two. The Sharks trying to chip away at the five-run deficit. Seven more outs to go if HP wants to get back in this game. Here's the pitch, and that one taken high and outside as well. A good job of plate discipline, plate discipline by Travis Johnson. And Wary, when, when he has missed, it's been high. And that release point has been high. So let's see if he can dial it in here for Minnesota. Johnson waits for it. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's fouled away. Johnson was right on that one. Smacks the bat in disgust. He knew if he had connected, that one would have gone quite far. 2-2 two two the count to Johnson now. Let's see what he can do here. As Wary leans in, glove at the waist, getting his sign now, comes to set, comes home with it, and this one is smoked into center field, but camping under it is the center fielder, Headley. He makes the catch and retires HPU, leaving two runners on base. We'll be back with the sixth inning, Minnesota leading HPU 7-2. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Central Oahu Regional Park. Shea Lake remains on the mound for HPU. Trying to keep Minnesota Crookston without scoring some more runs. They already lead 7-2. And if HPU wants to get back in this one, they need a clean inning. HPU allowing runs in four consecutive innings. One run, then 2-2-2 two, two, two in the second, third, fourth and fifth innings and Lake starts off the sixth inning with a strike to Danny Wensloff and another strike a nice job there by Lake of working quickly getting ahead in the count Wensloff with two singles today he scored a run and has driven in a run as well here's the 0-2 pitch and Wensloff grounds this one through the right side into right field for his third single of the game Nice swing that time by Wensloff. Getting it right in between first baseman and second baseman. Diving effort that time from Gio. Unable to get it. That'll bring up Ben Gels. Two doubles and two RBI for the power hitting right fielder so far today. The left-hander. As Wensloff leads off of first. The token throw over there by Lake. Gels waits and shows bunt, pulls it back and takes a ball. Nice job there trying to distract the pitcher Lake and it's obvious that the Golden Eagles are trying to add as many insurance runs as they can with a 
runner on, nobody out situation here in the top of the sixth inning. Lake sets, now delivers. Here's the bunt attempt again, pulled back by Gels, and now goes ahead 2-0. Wensloff not much of a lead over at first, trying to wait for his teammate to get the bunt down and trying to move him over. This one in there for a strike finally by Lake. Two and one the count to Gels. Gels with three doubles so far today, one in the first game, two in the second. A total of four RBI already. Another pickoff move by Lake over to first. Lake looking in, the right-handed pitcher. He delivers, and this one's going to be fly to left. That one has some power, but does Kashimoto get it? I'm waiting for a signal. It is finally going to be called out by the umpire, Jim LeBeau. So a nice job there by Cole Kashimoto and left of diving and making that catch near the fence for out number one. And, you know, from the first look of it, it didn't seem like that ball was hit deep that time. But, but the way Kashimoto was moving, it looked like he just kept on going. Nice effort that time by Kashimoto, the left fielder, bringing it in for out number one. Stepping up is Teddy G for now with the runner on first and one out. He has three walks so far today and promptly takes ball one. G had a home run in the first game tonight. Looking to get on base for the fourth time here in this second game. Wensloff still leading a short lead off of first. Lake taking his time. Now comes home with the 1-0 pitch. This one's fouled away, even in the count at one apiece. Chiefer scored in the fifth inning after advancing on a wild pitch. A lot of free bases given to Minnesota Crookson so far tonight. Here's the 1-1 pitch from Lake, taken just off the outside corner. Two and one the count. G for a very disciplined hitter as we've seen so far tonight. Looking for his pitch. Not straying outside of the zone. Wensloff leads off first and this pitch is right on the corner for strike two. Two and two the count to Teddy G for. Oh, what a pitch by Lake that time. Bringing that one back into the strike zone. So Giefer waits for the 2-2 pitch. Another pickoff throw, trying to keep Wensloff close over there at sec uh, pardon me, at first. Seven runs on 10 hits for Minnesota Crookston. As the pitch is in there, swung on and missed for strike three, and finally Gfer is retired. That'll be two outs for Minnesota Crookson as Mike Hallquist comes up to the plate. 
Seven runs on ten hits for the Golden Eagles. For the Sharks, two runs on four hits. One error committed tonight. Hallquist with an RBI single and a walk so far tonight. And he pops this one up. Out of play, it goes to the right side. In the first game, Hallquist had a double and a triple. So if you want to combine the two games, he's a home run away from the double dip cycle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for HPU that doesn't happen. Down by five here, trying to prevent the Golden Eagles from adding any more insurance runs. HPU trailing 7-2, to top of the sixth inning, pardon me. As the hit and run is on, the runner takes off, and it's going to be fouled away by Hallquist. Too bad for the runner there, Wensloff, because he had that bag stolen. Yeah, he had a good jump. But I also think Lake is uh, doing a nice job of pausing a, a little bit more just to make sure that he's in that right zone and the right framework. And it's been working for him um, here in this inning. So Hallquist faced with an 0-2 count. Two outs here in the top of the sixth. This ball just outside in the dirt. One and two now, the count to the third baseman. The catcher, Wensloff, still taking a small lead off of first. And this pitch is taken, oh, just a bit inside. HPU wanted that. It would have been a called strike three, but instead it evens the count at two apiece. Inside fastball that time. A little bit too tight by Lake. And this pitch is cranked into deep center field. Stevens ranges back, though. And he tumbles. We're still waiting for a call, and finally the out call is made. A delayed call there by the umpire, but a good job by Stevens of racing that ball down. And that will retire Minnesota Crookston in the sixth inning. We'll be back. HPU trails 7-2. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara back live with you. HBU trailing 7-2. And after strong pitching performances by Jake Osowski, he went four innings. And then Wary, who went one inning of solid relief. Jackson Schneider now making his season debut here in 2023 for the Golden Eagles of Minnesota Crookston. HPU down to its final six outs here in this game, scheduled for seven innings. And I believe we're going to get a pinch hitter coming up here for HPU. Looks to be number 34. Now batting number 29, Richard Higa. Yeah, the PA announcer hasn't gotten the word. So that is indeed going to be a pinch hitter. I believe that's Frankie Perales, the freshman out of Chino Hills, California. The freshman infielder getting his first hacks as a shark. So Frankie standing in there, the right-handed hitter, takes ball one low. 
Corrales grounds it to third, just down the third baseline, out of, bound, out of foul fair play. It's a foul ball. One and one the count to Perales. And this is where for HPU, they want to make sure that they're slowly trying to chip away here. As they, Like you said, they're running out of outs. So it's, let's see if Perales can let a spark here for the Sharks. So Perales takes a ball on the inside corner. Not happy with that call, but down one, two in the count regardless. Good job by Jackson Snyder of coming in out of the bullpen hot, throwing strikes. And this ball down in the dirt. So good job by the freshman of evening the count at two and two. There is that outside pitch again. Just a tad bit outside there to even the count. Higa being subbed out after a couple of ground outs in this game. And Perales pops this one up. It could be in the trouble zone there, but it is gathered nicely by Headley, who comes in from center field for the first out of the sixth inning. Yeah, that was a high fly ball to center field by Perales. Satrum uh, was the first guy to kind of go out for it, and uh, like you said, Headley called him off, saying I got it to make the easy catch. DJ Stevens comes up with one out. Here in the sixth inning, HPU trailing 7-2. Minnesota Crookson trying to grab the win in the second game of our doubleheader. HPU won earlier 8-6. Stevens, the strong center fielder, made a couple of nice grabs earlier in this game. Now trying to get on base and get a rally going for the Sharks. He struck out in the second and popped out to the second base in the fourth. Stevens waggling his bat as he waits for the windup. Here's the pitch, and this one is going to be dropped in to right field. It's going to be a hit. Stevens racing his second. He's going to have at least a double, and he will stop at second. So a nice job of Stevens getting his first hit in this game at the right time as HPU needs some runs, and they need it right now. Yep, Steven doing a nice job of letting that ball come inside and slapping it to right field for the nice double to kind of hopefully start the momentum train here for the Sharks. Daniel Johnson, the catcher for HPU, the hottest hitter in the lineup tonight. A single and a double, the RBI hit in the fourth inning. Accounted for one of the Sharks' two runs tonight. And he takes the Schneider pitch in there for a strike. D.J. Stevens with a relatively small lead off of second base following his double down the right field line. Johnson stands in the right-handed batter's box waiting for the pitch from the stretch from Schneider. Here it comes. It's going to be grounded into no man's land, picked up on the hop, and no opportunity for a play. That's going to be Hallquist picking it up with his bare hand, but the speedy catcher, Johnson, legs it out for the infield single. Tell you what, wasn't pretty, but Johnson got just enough, put it in the right spot to get it, uh, to get himself a chance to get on base there for the single. And a big opportunity here for D.H. Hayden Huff, 
Runners on first and third following a double by Stevens, an infield single by Daniel Johnson. And with HPU trailing by five, five outs to work with. Huff swings and misses a big swing there. He was going for three <laughs> runs. Yeah, Huff really wanted that one, being aggressive. This one, tad bit inside, couldn't catch up to it. So Huff, the right-handed batter, facing Jackson, Jackson Schneider. Here's the pitch, and that one is grounded just foul down the third baseline. 0-2 the count to Hayden Huff. And you can tell Huff is uh, going to the plate with an aggressive mindset. Back-to-back uh, -back swings, back-to-back -back foul balls. Let's see what he does here. Having to protect now with two strikes. Good call there. The 0-2 count. Hayden Huff will not only need to protect, but try to get at least one run in here. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and that one is swung on and missed, so exactly what Huff didn't want to happen is he strikes out swinging for out number two, and we'll see what Nicholas Gio can do with runners on the corners and two out. HPU still trailing, 7-2. And we have another, looks to be a, communication device adjustment here as the Minnesota Crookston coaching staff is working with the catcher Wensloff. We mentioned this in our first game. It's kind of ironic that we're having more time spent fixing the issues that are designed to speed up the game mm. than if we would just let the game play on like it normally does, but it is the first night of the 2023 season, so <laughs> hopefully the teams get these issues figured out as we go along. So the catcher Wensloff back behind the dish. It seems like he has his issue figured out. And stepping in is Nicholas Gio. 0 for 3 so far tonight. A good time for what would be his first hit of the evening. Stevens on third. Johnson at first as Gio gets strike one. Golden Eagles leading this one 7-2, home half of the sixth inning. Back half of our doubleheader scheduled for seven, so a sense of urgency for HPU. This one's lined down the right field line, but hooking foul. That would have been a big hit for Gio if that landed fair. Yeah, good idea by Gio this time, going opposite way. This one ran out of room, This although went foul to the right. And Gio trying to keep the... Offense going. If they can get Kashimoto up, he's reached base all three times tonight. So Geo down 0-2. Schneider comes home. This one grounded to the left side. And it's scooped up by the shortstop, but not in time on his throw to second. So I believe that'll be ruled an infield single because of the great placement. Geo, he'll get an RBI. And HPU, most importantly, gets his third run tonight in trails 7-3. And Gio really did all that he could there, put the ball in play, and it was hit softly enough, and that allowed uh, Johnson to get to second to be called safe on that play. And we're still waiting on the official ruling there. It is indeed going to be a single, and that's going to be a Kashimoto hit up the middle. 
The runners will advance one base apiece, and Kashimoto keeps his hot night going. He's now reached base in all four plate appearances. Just like that, HQ has the bases loaded with two outs, and their hot hitter, TJ Smith, coming up to the plate. This is right where we want to be for the Sharks. Good opportunity to inch their way back here. Some two-out magic. Definitely with the bases loaded here and T.J. Smith up. Two RBI in the first game. He had an RBI single in the first inning tonight as he takes this pitch from Schneider on the outside <laughs> corner for a strike, and he kind of bends over in disbelief trying to think of... Uh, if he let that ball go, I think he made the right call, though. It was a pitcher's pitch on the outside corner. So T.J. Smith down in the count, 0-1. HP trailing by four, but with the bases loaded. Takes this one in the dirt. A good stop there by Wensloff. As Smith evens the count at 1-1. One one. Jackson Snyder trying to preserve the victory for the starter, Jake Osowski, who went four innings. Allowing just one run. Pardon me, two runs to HPU in a strong start. He is in line for the win after going four in this shortened seven-inning game. T.J. Smith trying to erase him from the scorebook, though, taking ball two inside. And now that Smith is up two to one in this account here, I would, I would want to make sure that I'm looking for that right pitch. Not trying to force anything here. Something that he can handle. Smith waits for it. Now gets the pitch. This one is on the oh, outside oh. corner. Another pitch that is not something to swing at, but still in the strike zone, even in the count at 2-2. Two and two. Just hitting that corner that time is Schneider to even the count. What a pitch. Ducks on the pond, bases loaded with two balls, two strikes, two outs. Bottom of the sixth inning. Big spot here for T.J. Smith. Smith waggles his bat, now waits. Oh, and time is called. We'll wait for the call here. So the pitcher took too long, so that's going to be a ball to the batter. And that now makes a three-ball, two-strike count. And that's big because T.J. Smith essentially grounded out to short. That play is waved off. And, of course, Minnesota Crookson not happy with the umpiring all night long. The home plate umpire, Dale Gardner, basically putting his hands up saying, I didn't make that call. It was Jim LeBeau out at second who called that. I'm just enforcing it. So it's a full count now to T.J. Smith. Bases loaded. Big pitch coming up here as Smith tries to get another run home for the Sharks. Schneider sets, comes home, and this one is swung on and fouled away. Smith stays alive <laughs> just barely. I tell you what, Smith did just enough to tag that one and foul it to the backstop here. Yeah, if Smith is swinging a 33-inch bat, he used about 32 <laughs> and a third inches of that one. So we're reset here, full count, bases loaded, two out. Home half of the sixth inning, HPU trailing by four. A hit here would definitely cut into that deficit. T.J. Smith waits, swings, drives it to left center. It's up and it's down for a hit. One run will score, two runs will score. The third runner being waved home. 
and he will score a three-run double by T.J. Smith. Puts the Sharks within striking distance down by just one. And Mr. Clutch, T.J. Smith, full count. And then again, you go right back to that, that call that you talked about earlier about Schneider taking a little bit too long. Smith grounded out on that play, and because this play was called off, Smith got an extra pitch and fouled that one away and did a nice job to rope that one into left center field for three RBIs and a double. So that scored Johnson from third, Gio from second, and Kashimoto all the way from first base. And most importantly, the tying run in the form of Smith now stands on second base. And he's a speedster, so theoretically uh, even a short single could score him and tie this game up. So we're seeing uh, almost like a the same type of game as we saw in the first game of our doubleheader as there, there is a new pitcher for Minnesota. But kind of uh, both games reflecting each other just on the opposite ends. The only difference being... If HPU can get ahead here, not only tie the game up, but maybe even get ahead, is they'll be in line for the victory because, as I mentioned, this is the second to the last inning. So right. if HPU can get ahead, they'll be in line for what would be their second win of the night. However, I don't want to put the cart before the horse because HPU still trails by one. However, with the four spot here in the sixth inning, they've gone from being blown out in 7-2 fashion to now down by just one run. We're trying to track down the pitching change here. That's uh, Brody Sorensen. Yeah, Sorensen the junior, a six foot three, 215 pounder from Grand Forks, North Dakota, making his way through Red River High School. Sorensen, the fourth pitcher for Minnesota Crookson. And again, a lot of credit goes to TJ Smith there, essentially grounding out and then being given a second shot at it after Jim LeBeau called a 10-second warning on the pitcher, which awarded Smith a ball. He got a second bite at the apple, lined it to left center for a three-run double. And that's why we're here. HPU down just 7-6. And the go-ahead run at the plate. Speaking of going ahead, it's Kota Suzuki standing in now, trying to drive in Smith. He takes the first pitch in there for a strike from Brody Sorensen. So Smith with that three-run double leading off a second, poised to try to make his way home on any type of ball put in play by Suzuki. Suzuki, the left-handed hitter, Takes that one on the outside corner for strike two. So Suzuki already down in the count 0-2. And, and he'll have to clutch up if he wants to try to tie or on a big swing put HPU up here in the sixth inning. What a clutch pitch that right there from Sorensen. Let's see what he does here. 0-2. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. And it is taken for a ball down low. Good eye there by Suzuki. Definitely a pitcher's pitch. The breaking ball right down the middle. But just below the knees. Suzuki looking to battle here. 
Now with a 1-2 count. Here comes the 1-2 pitch, and that one is slapped down the left field line in fair territory. So that'll get the run home. We're tied at 7, and Suzuki's in safely with a double. We're all <laughs> knotted at 7 runs. We got a brand new ball game, and even better, HBU has a shot to inch ahead here in the home half of the sixth inning. Tell you what, what a fight here from the Sharks. And uh, I, I just saw TJ Smith come into the dugout and uh, his teammates were cheering him on, ha tapping him on the helmet with that huge uh, double to bring in three. And now Suzuki is on that second with another double. And now we're tied. What a game here from both teams. Yeah, five spot by HPU here in the home half of the sixth inning. And right on cue, the rain begins to fall here in YPO. <laughs> Our first rain of the evening. We had a bunch of wind earlier. Now the rain is falling as this fastball is fouled away by Travis Johnson for strike one. Johnson, the ninth batter for HPU. The perfect time to get the bats heated up for the Sharks here tonight. I mentioned coming into this inning, HPU trailed 7-2 and after scoring five runs, now has tied this game. Johnson swings and fouls this one off quickly behind 0-2. So Brody Sorensen, the new pitcher of record, everybody in, including Jake Osowski and Wary and Schneider who came before him all cleared as far as the pitchers of record. It's now... Sorensen's game to either preserve or lose as this pitch in the dirt. A nice job by Wensloff of keeping it in front and more importantly, keeping for Suzuki from advancing. Oh man, I, I think if Suzuki kind of read that a little bit earlier that it got away, he would have been able to take third base, but nice defensively play that time by Wensloff. And props to our operations manager, Kule Agbayani, for putting the tent up, keeping us dry here tonight. Yes. As the one-two pitch comes in and is taken for called oh. strike three. That one seemed to be high, but even though the strikeout is recorded, it's a big five-run inning for HPU, and we're all knotted at seven. We'll go to the seventh inning, tied at seven. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. So the rain is falling here at Cent Central Oahu Regional Park. Kyle Gaudera and Chaz Mihara coming to you live. It's been a back and forth game. We thought Minnesota Crookson might be running away with this one, but a five spot put up in the sixth inning by HPU has knotted things up at seven. Essentially a brand new ball game here in the seventh inning. And HP will bring in its fifth pitcher of the game, Ryan Inouye. He's their closer. He has a sidearm delivery, throws about 93 miles an hour. And we'll see here if he can limit Mitch Goodwin, who's lead things off for the Golden Eagles. The first pitch from Inouye, low and away for ball one. And this is going to be a nice uh, battle between Goodwin and Inouye. Goodwin hit that home run earlier. And the sidearm fastball way outside for ball two. Inoue making his way to HPU via Kailua High School. He's a five foot nine, 165 pound sophomore. And we'll see if he can find the target though after delivering two early balls. Oh, that oh. one on the inside corner 
called a ball inside. Everybody on the HP side wanted that one. Good win ahead now. 3-0 and in the count. We'll see if Inouye can dial in and get a strike here. Inouye working from the stretch with nobody on. Settles in. Comes home. And that one outside. Oh. And that one's going to be called the strike. <laughs> so uh, umpire Dale Gardner, I think, making up for the call there. No matter how it shakes out, it's a 3-1 count. Goodwin waiting for his pitch. We'll see if Inouye can retire his first batter faced. Ooh. A nice swinging fastball uh, for strike number two. Inouye is showing signs of life from his fastball again in the low 90s. So a full count here to Goodwin. You mentioned Goodwin with the home run earlier today. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three, swinging a good job by Inouye, working all the way back from a 3-0 count to get the swinging strike three. A reverse strikeout there from Inouye. Three straight balls and then comes back with three strikes for the strikeout. And a huge, huge strikeout there for the Sharks here in the seventh. So Sawyer Satram now stepping in. He singled and stole the base. A few innings ago, and Inouye has found the zone, delivering strike one to Satram. That sidearm throw, so unique of that pitch delivery as well. Oh, and the check swing, ball squirts away. The appeal down the first, nothing going there, so they count even at one and one to Satram. We're tied at seven, a one-and-one one count here to the nine-hole hitter for Minnesota Crookson. HPU battling back, down by five, scoring five in the sixth inning. Here's the one-one pitch taken high and outside, two-and-one the count. A big three-run, two-out double by T.J. Smith, the shortstop for HPU, got HPU to within one. And then the Kota Suzuki double brought Smith home to tie this game last inning. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Taken right down the middle, 2-2. Two and two, And Inouye has found his zone. And he's essentially the HPU closer this year. It goes to show you how important the Sharks are viewing this game, bringing in their closer with a tie game here in the final inning. Inouye settles, rocks, delivers. And that ball oh. is the call. Strike three on the outside corner. Another strikeout, two outs recorded by Inouye after coming in from the bullpen. Impressive, impressive, impressive. I tell you what, Suzu uh, Inouye, excuse me, with back-to-back -back strikeouts, doing an excellent job, firing it hard. Again, his delivery is just so unique watching him pitch and uh, definitely making it tough on the hitters in this inning for sure. So here's Caden Headley, the leadoff batter, taking strike one right down the middle on the breaking ball. Headley is the guy you want to face with two out because he's an on-base machine, two for three with two singles and a walk. He went three for five in our first game today. HP won that one eight to six, looking for the come-from-behind victory in game two here. And Inouye is just oh. dealing with the fastball in the outside corner. He gets ahead of Headley, 0-2. And this crowd here at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park will explode if, you know, it can get the strikeout here. Here it comes. 
And that pitch is lined to second. It's going to be picked up by Gio over to first. A 1-2-3 inning. The Sharks set down the Golden Eagles in order and will try for the walk-off win when we come back. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. What a fun day and night of baseball. Double-hitter action HPU with the win earlier. Now tied at 7 with Minnesota Crookston here in the bottom of the 7th inning. Trying to walk off with a victory here as the freshman Frankie Perales remains in the game. He pinch hit last inning to start things off. Flew out to center field, but what a big spot here for the freshman. After taking ball one outside, he fouls this one off, even in the count at one and one. Still pitching for Minnesota Crookston, Brody Sorensen. He's the pitcher of record. Opposing Ryan Inouye now for HPU. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Ooh. Fouled off, and Perales was right on that one. Just a little bit late, though, fouling that one back. Yeah, that was a really good cut that time from Perales. If he got, got just enough, that could have been a nice hit. So Perales takes this one in the dirt. Good plate discipline, discipline by the freshman. And for Perales at this point, you're just trying to find any way that you can get on base. Yeah, he's showing to be an aggressive hitter, not, you know, you normally think of a freshman as somebody that might be timid, but not so far for Perales as he grounds this one up the middle. Will it get through? No, it's gobbled up by the shortstop. Wow. A nice long toss <laughs> from Goodwin over to Jeefer to get the hustling Perales out at first. Goodwin going all the way to his left, laying out and having to pop up and throw it across. Beautiful play that time from Goodwin to get Perales out for out number one. That'll bring up DJ Stevens. He doubled in the last inning, and that's what started the HPU five-run rally. Stevens takes the first pitch there down low for strike one. And that pitch taken up high, even in the count to Stevens at one and one. Brody Sorensen working quickly out of the windup. Here's the pitch, and that one's going to be roped on the left field line, but foul. Stevens had a good hack at that one, making the count one and two. And as Stevens settles back into the batter's box he's down one and two quickly working is the opposing pitcher down in the dirt moving the count to one and two let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification you're listening to hpu baseball on the hawaii sports radio network home of hpu athletics kguam k236cr honolulu is the hawaii sports radio network on am 760 and 95.1 fm and we're back right as DJ Stevens ropes a ball off the fence in left field. And, Chaz, we were about two feet away from having a walk-off home run off the bat of DJ Stevens. Really, that ball bounced off the chain link fence and left. And maybe, not an insult, but maybe you got to hit the weight room a little harder, DJ, <laughs> trying to get that ball out of here. Well, well, to be fair, you know, this, this is the – a double header, so <laughs> I will let that out. But nonetheless, Stevens with a great hit, almost walking it off here for the Sharks. 
And it's up to Daniel Johnson now with one out and a runner on second, trying to get the victory for HPU. And DJ Stevens has now two doubles in this game, and more importantly, a couple great catches out in center field that prevented Minnesota Crookson from scoring even more than the seven runs they have. We are tied at seven here in the seventh inning. It's winning time for HPU, runner on second, as a swing and a miss by Daniel Johnson. Ahead of the count is Brody Sorensen. Johnson trying to get either a productive out to move the runner over or hopefully a game-winning hit here. Johnson three for three with two singles and a double. He has an RBI as well in this game. Here's the pitch down low outside of the zone for ball one. I see Johnson choking up on the bat here, looking to just kind of get enough of this one to maybe advance Stevens to third base. Daniel Johnson standing in there calmly, bat on the shoulder, now he raises it. Here's the one-two pitch, and it's popped up to right and just out of play, not even to right field. It was over to Jeefer, who a lot of foul territory here at Central Oahu Regional Park Field number four, but Jeefer couldn't get to that one, so another opportunity for Johnson. Johnson able to take a deep breath after that one. as like, ooh, get a second chance here. Stevens after the double, leading off a second. Here comes the one-two pitch. And it's going to be grounded up the middle. That'll get the runner over. It'll be 4-3 to three on the putout. So Johnson does his job with a productive out. And even though there are two outs with Hayden Huff coming up, now a wild pitch could theoretically score Stevens with the game-winning run. And we are going to have a pinch hitter here for HPU coming up. So instead of Hayden Huff, it'll be... Sharks number four, and that's Noah Hata. He's the freshman out of Marinol. He started in game one today, got his first hit. It was an RBI single. How cool would this be for the Frosh if he can get a walk-off winner here with two outs in the seventh inning? What can you ask for on opening day? Hata stands in there, the left-handed hitter. Takes strike one in the outside corner. Good job there waiting for Sorensen to show him. Kind of reveal his hand a bit. Stevens at third base now with two out. This game tied at seven. Bottom of the seventh inning. The pitch to Hatas fouled away. Quickly the freshman behind 0-2. Now Hata has to protect here with two strikes, two outs. Winning run at third. Let's see what the freshman can do. And again, anything in the dirt will have Stevens scrambling home. So an opportunity here. As this one is in the dirt, it's swung on and missed, but caught by the catcher, Wetzloff. So that'll end the rally for HPU. We have bonus baseball coming up for you here. We're tied at seven. We'll go to the eighth inning right around the corner. HPU baseball here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So the whole point of this doubleheader thing was to keep the teams fresh for another doubleheader tomorrow but here we are tied at seven with extra innings baseball going into the eighth inning here tied at seven hpu and minnesota crookston 
in our season opening doubleheader here on HSRN. It'll be Inoue remaining on the hill for HPU after the strong 1-2-3 performance in the seventh inning. And it'll be Paxson Nelson, the DH, leading things off for the Golden Eagles here in the eighth frame. Inoue, the hard-throwing right-hander out of the sidearm position. Comes home and whips that one right on the outside corner. A nice called strike. And Inoue with an excellent inning, a, a inning ago. Looking to repeat that performance here in inning number eight. Inoue set, comes home, and this one just a bit high. Called the ball. Two and one the count. Nelson so far just a walk to his credit. A couple of fielder's choices and a ground out to second. Nelson waits. Here's the 2-1 pitch. And this one is popped up and fouled back right in front of our home plate broadcast position. Evening the count at two and two. We'll see if Inoue can keep the strong pitching going here. Two and two the count. Comes home with it, and that one is low. Moving the count full, three and two. And that pitch away from Inoue trying to get Nelson to reach for it. Couldn't get it, full count. So the rain squall that came through earlier has passed. It's a relatively chilly night as this pitch is just off the outside corner. And a walk is drawn by Paxson Nelson. And this one was just outside that time from Inoy as Nelson forces a walk there. And I say a chilly evening relatively because, again, for our friends <laughs> listening in Minnesota, they still have snow in the ground. So we sympathize with you as we're here in the low 70-degree range on this great Saturday night for baseball. The walk to Nelson brings up Jake Jelly. He walked a couple of times earlier today as this pitch from Inouye is a bit high for ball one. Jelly takes his time. Now gets back in the box to avoid the 10-second strike call that we've seen already today. Here's Inoue from the stretch. Comes home. That ball's taken inside, so Dale Gardner's strike zone has shrunk a little bit. We're seeing some pitches that were called strikes just a few innings ago now called balls. So Inoue trying to refocus here. 2-0 the count to the power-hitting Jelly. Inoue rocks and delivers. This one fouled away. A nice job there. Refocusing in the strike zone. Sometimes in this situation you hear coaches say, don't squeeze me, Blue, knowing that the strike zone is squeezing <laughs> a bit tighter as the game gets into the late stages. Two and one, the count to Jelly. A lot of power in his bat. He had a home run for our first run of the first game today. About seven hours ago. This ball is popped up to the right side and drifting. No play for the defense, but the good news for HPU, that evens the count at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, Johnson, the first baseman, trying to 
go navigate to get that one. That will head foul. So a new baseball for the pitcher Inoue out of Kailua High School. The local product facing Jake Jelly. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and that one is fouled away. Good job by the right-handed hitter, spoiling that one. Yep, Jelly doing a nice job. Able to get enough of that one to force another pitch from Inoy, who's in his second inning of work out of the pin. And for Inoy here, a nice ground ball to a middle infielder would be great to potentially start a double play here and move things along defensively. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and it is swung on and missed, so perhaps even better than a double play, at least as far as keeping the ball out of play. It's a strikeout against Jelly, his third strikeout of the evening, and that'll bring up Danny Winsloff. Yeah, Inouye went to the outside that time, strong heater, able to get it and blow it past Jelly's bat for a strikeout and an out. So Winsloff with three singles tonight, a Dangerous hitter, the catcher, batting cleanup. He takes a beautiful fastball on the outside corner. Actually, that might have been a slider. It had a little bit of bite to it. Again, our broadcast position has a little bit of chain link fence action in front of us, so we're trying to navigate that for you. But called a strike, 0-1 on the opposing catcher. Runner takes off. The throw down to second is in time, but a bit wide. And then it squirts into center field, but not enough for the runner to advance. So that is a great job by Nelson of getting the stolen base, moving into scoring position. One out here in the top of the eighth. We're tied at seven, HPU hosting Minnesota Crookston. The season opening doubleheader for both squads tonight. And I think HPU is fortunate enough that that ball, Nelson didn't recognize that it squirted away. So Nelson leading off a second. Wensloff waiting for the pitch. Yeah! Takes it for a called strike three. And Inoy is absolutely dealing tonight. That is his fourth strikeout in less than two innings of work. He's retired five batters, four via strikeout. That'll bring up Ben Gels. Two doubles so far for the right fielder and a runner on second, so a dangerous hitter here. And HPU is going to issue the intentional pass. So just as I was about to say, it might be a good opportunity to put gels on here. HPU does just that, and not only do you get the dangerous hitter off the out of the batter's box, but you now set up the force out at any base. So Teddy Giefer now coming up. Three walks and a strikeout so far tonight. He also homered in our first game this evening. Runners at first and second, two out, top of the eighth inning. All square at seven. A nice fastball delivered there by Inouye in the outside corner. Tell you what, Inouye is in his zone right now, and he's just in his own world pitching strikes. Throwing off-speed pitches. This Minnesota team is having a hard time figuring him out. Golden Eagle, Eagles looking to rally. And time is called. I think it was the HPU catcher, Daniel Johnson, who called time. Trying to 
Trying to reset, and there's actually going to be a 10-second violation called now because of that. So now 1-1 is the count. Teddy G for waiting for the 1-1 pitch from Inouye. Here it comes. And that one is, wow. Same spot as the first pitch, but apparently that one wasn't good enough. It's called a ball. And like you said about that strike zone shrinking, I think a prime example right there. We'll see if Inoue can bounce back here. 2-1 the count to Gifer. Here it is. And it's lined back right toward us, even in the count at 2-2. Two and two. So deuces wild, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Tied 7-7 seven seven here in the top of the eighth inning. HPU looking to hold down Minnesota Crookston and try to get it to the home half of the eighth inning for a potential walk-off win. Gifer waiting. For the 2-2 pitch now, Inouye in his crouch from the stretch, comes home, swung on and missed, strike three, and that retires Jeefer. Now five strikeouts in two innings by Inouye, absolutely dominant on the mound, and we'll be back. We'll see if it's winning time for the Sharks. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park. We're just past the three-hour mark of this game. We thought HPU might be in store for a loss. They were down 7-2 and then picked up a five spot in the sixth inning to tie things up. And here we are still tied 7-all in the bottom of the eighth inning. A nice job coming in from the bullpen. Ryan Inouye retiring six batters, five via strikeout. And now we'll have a new pitcher for... Minnesota Crookston, it's Darren Gaudet coming in, a right-handed pitcher, and he'll be facing the leadoff batter, Nicholas Gio. So a nice opportunity here for HPU flipping the lineup card. Gio had an RBI single back in that big sixth inning in which HPU scored five runs, and we'll see if Gio can set the table here starting the eighth inning. Right man, right spot. Gio was the one that kind of continued that momentum in that sixth inning, like you said. And let's see what he can do here as we are in extra innings in our doubleheader. Speaking of doubleheaders, the Sharks won game one earlier today, 8-6. to six. And they're trying to walk off here in the eighth inning. Gio takes the first pitch and grounds it to third. A nice play and a nice throw by Hallquist over to Gifer for a quick one pitch, one out. Gio retired. Yep. Nice job by Hallquist making sure he had it, secured it, threw it across the diamond for out number one. And that'll bring up Mr. On Base Percentage, Cole Kashimoto. He's reached base in all four appearances tonight. Two walks, one hit by pitch, and a single. He scored two runs and will look to get an HPU spark going here in the bottom of the eighth inning. He takes strike one in the outside corner. Great job so far by Darren Godet of coming in, throwing strikes. So far, two pitches, two strikes called. Kashimoto, the left-handed hitter, facing the righty. Godet working out of the stretch, and that one is in there for another strike, so... Goddad is dialed in so far tonight. 
Yeah, got that going outside, then coming back inside for strike number two here against Kashimoto. So Cole Kashimoto trying to keep his perfect on-base streak intact in this second game tonight. 0-2 is the count. Here's the pitch, and swung on and missed. Kashimoto can't keep the streak alive as he strikes out. And a quick two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Gaudet doing his impression of uh, Inoue here with a very crucial strike out here in the later part of this inning. And we'll see if TJ Smith has some fireworks. We look down into our left and we see Waipahu, a bunch of fireworks lighting <laughs> up the sky down there. We'll see if TJ Smith, who had a big three-run double in inning, two innings ago, can come through with a big hit right here. He fouls off the first pitch. Smith swinging for the fences there for sure. Is he at, oh, no, he falls down, and Smith is hurt. Might be on his front foot. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully it's just a cramp here as he's been, you know, he doesn't seem to be, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a calf <laughs> cramp. Luckily, and, and I say that in a good way because it's not something that is structural. It's just a, a cramp muscle at this point. And this happens when you play 17 innings oh, yeah. since, you know, 2 o'clock local time today. So Smith getting his left leg stretched out by the awesome HPU training staff and it's a good opportunity to remind you that this sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health creating a healthier Hawaii and you know I was talking with uh, coach Fujinaka uh, before the game and kind of asking him how like what is your way to kind of help prepare your group uh, for a doubleheader and he said you know we, we really worked on our conditioning, but not only that, the mental and physical training that they really focused on. And um, I think Coach Fujinaka has done an excellent job here in his second term uh, here with the Sharks and uh, really has made them competitive here in year number two. And um, like you said, we're just glad to see that TJ is just kind of stretching things out here. Again, 17 innings. I tell you what, that's that's not easy to do. And hopefully he can kind of work this one out. And I think we've all been there. When you catch that cramp, even when you stretch it back out, sometimes it still locks yeah. up on you. So I think TJ Smith is actually going to be helped out of this game by a couple of teammates here. Unfortunate that the stellar shortstop will not remain in this game as he just can't shake that left leg cramp out of his calf as he limps off the field he'll be replaced by a pinch hitter here pinch hitting, number it's going to be Ian Wolski the pinch hitter here coming off the bench cold and what a spot here for Wolski if he can come through with two out and one strike following the TJ Smith foul ball and exit So Wolski trying to see if we can build up some momentum here in the late part of this inning. Already with two outs. So really just, again, trying to find some way to extend this inning and to get, get on base here. Yeah, Wolski, a freshman out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Nicknamed Skeeter by his teammates. 
Wolski in there. Takes ball one down low, even in the count at one and one. Skeeter generated from Wolski. I just picked up on that. It's been a long day. <laughs> Seven plus hours here, but a lot of fun baseball kicking off the 2023 campaign. HPU looking for what could be a doubleheader sweep as Wolski swings and misses there. Sharks won the first game and now are tied in the second end of our doubleheader after being down by five runs just about an hour ago. So Wolski down in the count, one and two. Pitcher Darren Gaudet delivering from the stretch. And this ball is yanked on the left field line. It has the distance for a home run, but way foul. So Wolski back in there with a one-two count yet again. Yeah, Wolski just really just fighting off that one to get another pitch. That's a good sign. He was on that one and hit it hard and foul. So Wolski, the freshman, standing in. Here's the pitch. And taken on the inside corner. Called strike three. Wolski is out of there. Great job by Godette. One, two, three. Go the Sharks in the eighth. We'll head to the ninth inning. It's tied seven all. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Sharks Baseball brought to you by Pioneer Electric Inc. on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here for ninth inning, extra inning action here at Central Oahu Regional Park. We have a few changes. DJ Stevens, the center fielder, is coming in to pitch for the Sharks. So Noah Hatza will now be playing center field. So HPU, HPU loses the DH, and the umpire confirms that with us. So by Stevens coming in and Hatza playing the field now. HPU has lost the designated hitter spot. But I think this is a smart move for Coach Dane Fujinaka because by using their center fielder, who is a proven pitcher, you can now preserve your bullpen, hopefully, for two games tomorrow. Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, and and Stevens has done some work already on the mound for them last season. So, like you said, smart move and hopefully... Stevens can put in some work here to keep the Golden Eagles scoreless. Mike Hallquist getting a quick ball one from Stevens. DJ Stevens trying to dial in here on the mound. Hallquist with a single, an RBI single, and a run scored after he walked. And now three straight balls off the hand of Stevens to the leadoff batter Hallquist. Again, Hallquist trying to find any way to get on base. And that ball right down the middle for strike one. We'll see if Stevens can work his way back here. I wouldn't be surprised if Hallquist, even though he's a power hitter, if he takes one here trying to get that walk, and he does. He takes it high and inside. Draws the walk, and the leadoff runner is on here in the ninth inning for Minnesota Crookston. This game was originally scheduled for seven innings. Now we're in the ninth due to a tied 7-7 score. Up next is Mitch Goodwin. He had a home run in the fourth inning. One for four on the evening. 
And, oh, showing bunt, but taking a strike on a breaking ball is Goodwin. And Goodwin looked very surprised once he took his bat off. He's like, oh, my, called a strike. So Goodwin waiting for the 0-1 pitch here. Runner on first, nobody out. DJ Stevens into pitch. And this ball bunted foul. So a good job by Stevens of getting ahead of Mitch Goodwin. 0-2 now the count. So Goodwin looking to try to do something here other than bunt to advance the runner. I'm looking for him to kind of hit it the opposite way into right field somewhere. Here's the pitch on the outside corner, but call the ball. As Daniel Johnson at the scamper out there and grab it. Goodwin, the eight-hole hitter. Sawyer Satrum scheduled to hit next with three strikeouts and a single. Here's the one-two pitch taken. Oh, that one <laughs> just outside the HPU contingent wanted that call right there. Dale Gardner not pulling the trigger, though, behind the plate. I don't know if Goodwin wasn't looking for it or caught him off guard, but that was a good pitch that just missed. And this one is roped down the left field line. That's going to fall in. Fair ball. The runner races from first. He's going to be sent home. Comes from the left fielder to the shortstop to the catcher. Oh, and he bobbles it. The run will score. And it's going to be an RBI double off the bat of Mitch Goodwin. A better throw would have had the runner dead out at home, but it skewed just a bit off, and the catcher, Daniel Johnson, bobbled it. Minnesota Crookson up now 8-7 to seven here in the ninth inning. And Hallquist, as soon as he slid full body, he knew he got it, did a couple of push-ups, and Minnesota taking an 8-7 to seven lead here in extra play. And those leadoff walks are never good. And right there, it comes back to bite the Sharks. HPU down 8-7. to seven. One run in. Nobody out still. Runner on second for the Golden Eagles. Sawyer Satrum up. I wouldn't be surprised if he might try to bunt here. Try to get that runner over to third base. Goodwin with a small lead of second. He does show bunt here and pulls it back. The throw down to third. And the runner is going to be picked off. So it goes catcher to third to second. A good heads-up play by the HPU defense. And they erase Goodwin on essentially a caught stealing play because Goodwin had broken for third base, stopped halfway, tried to scamper back. No dice. Yeah, nice team defense that time from the Sharks. Not falling asleep there. As now the count is called one and one. With one out. So we'll see what Stevens does here. A breaking ball down low. Ball two. Two and one the count to Satrum. And even though HVU did give up that run, that out is huge because now you erase a runner from scoring position. And we've seen HVU bounce back from down five earlier tonight. So you would think that they can come back from one. It's got to be damage. positive here. Yeah. <laughs> two and two the count. DJ Stevens bounces another one. Three and two now the count to Satrum. But this is where you want to make sure that you want to limit the damage as well. You don't want to give Minnesota another opportunity. So Stevens comes home. 
And that pitch is lined foul down the right field line. Well, Hunahoe, the full count. One out here, top of the ninth inning. Sachem doing a nice job of fighting that one off. And we have a time out called as that foul ball bounced into fair play. One of the Minnesota Crookston players went and grabbed it. And we'll now return to live action. Full count again to Satrum. DJ Stevens, the former center fielder, now the relief pitcher, comes home with it. And this one's going to be lined up the middle. And it'll drop in for a hit. So a good job there by Satrum of putting a good bat on the ball, his second single of the game. And a runner on first with one out for the Golden Eagles. Sachem can be proud of that at bat. I mean, went to a full count, fought off a few pitches, and a nice line drive single in the center field to get on base here. So that'll flip the lineup card back to Caden Headley. He has two singles on a walk so far tonight. And following that pitch... It'll be a caught stealing as a nice job there, tossing down to second. Daniel Johnson getting the streaking Sawyer Satrum out at second base. And again, a team defense by HPU paying off here in the later part of the inning. Another ball dropped in there by Stevens. Headley with it. Another ball, so Stevens having a rough time finding the strike zone. However, just one run given up and two outs, so Stevens could get out of this if he retires Headley, keeping his team within one run. Here's the pitch, and that one almost hits Headley, but he's going to draw a walk. So the leadoff batter doing his job, getting on base for the fourth time this game, the seventh time in Nelson, the DH. Nelson has also walked twice tonight as he takes strike one in the outside corner. Eight to seven, Minnesota Crookston leading HPU here in the top of the ninth inning, our second extra inning of play. This ball bounced by Stevens. And for the Sharks tonight, 12 walks issued. So if the coaching staff is going to trace something back to the Minnesota Crookston victory, if they do hang on, it's going to be those 12 free passes, I would think. Mm -hmm. That led to multiple opportunities for Minnesota tonight to either get the lead or tie it. The runner goes, but swing and a miss before that, so a strikeout gathered. Nelson retired, and HPU limits the damage. We'll be back with the home half of the ninth. It'll be one run or done for the Sharks. We'll be right back. HPU Baseball here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live with you, Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara. Remaining on the mound for Minnesota Crookson is pitcher Darren Gaudet. He's now in line for the victory now that his team has the 8-7 lead. And interesting, a bit of fog moving here, moving in here <laughs> in YPO. Yeah. We've seen it all this week. Gale force winds, rain, and now a little bit of fog moving in in central Oahu. That'll bring up Kota Suzuki to start the ninth inning. HPU down by one. 
Needs one to tie, two to win as Suzuki bunts, but Gaudet picks it up on the mound, hurls it over, and just gets the speedy Suzuki for out number one. What a play from Gaudet. It was a beautiful bunt by Suzuki, but better defensive play by Gaudet to get him out. That'll bring up Travis Johnson, and boy, that was a few inches away. If Suzuki had bunted it a bit more toward third base, he would have beaten that one out. But that's baseball, and it results in an out instead. HPU down to its final two outs of the evening if they're going to try to come back. Johnson takes this one low in the dirt from Gaudet. HPU had trailed 7-2, but put up a five spot in the sixth inning to tie things up. Both teams went scoreless until Minnesota Crookston added a run in the top half of this ninth inning. Johnson pitch taken, pardon me, the pitch to Johnson taken down low for ball two. Johnson, the first baseman for HPU. He has a double and a run scored in this game. A hitter's count here facing Gaudet. Righty on righty matchup. Here comes the pitch, and it's grounded away down the right, uh, left field line, pardon me. Two and one the count. So Johnson trying to get something going for HPU down by a run here in the home half of the ninth inning. This game originally scheduled 4-7, but prolonged due to the tied score. Johnson takes this pitch low and inside, so 3-1, and one, a hitter's pitch coming up. Johnson either needs to put it in play or maybe even get the walk, try to get on base. Mm-hmm. Johnson trying not to do too much here. Get a pitch you can handle and and take it. So Johnson waits for a big pitch here. Here it comes. It's going to be fouled away. Three and two the count now to the power hitting first baseman. Nice job of Gaudet of just getting into the zone and forcing Johnson to take a swing. Big point in this game. We mentioned it a few times with the three-run double earlier and now HPU down to its final two outs. If Johnson can get on here, it'll be an instant rally. Johnson fouls it away. A good job at the plate, waiting for his pitch, but also using that two-strike approach to not fall victim to that high fastball. Going through a lot of baseballs, too, already here in this doubleheader. A couple home runs, foul balls. So Gaudet back on the mound, like you said, with a new baseball. Here's the payoff pitch, and it's going to be grounded foul again. A good job by Travis Johnson, wasting pitches, remaining in this situation. Yeah, third straight foul ball here for Johnson. Continuing to fight at the plate. We're almost three and a half hours into this ball game. 3-2 pitch coming from Gaudet, and it's spiked in the dirt. Gaudet. Mad at himself for that as Johnson draws the walk. And Frankie Perales, who came into the game a couple of innings ago, the freshman will get another bite at the apple here. Trying to not only advance the runner, but maybe even get a hit of his own. And it looks like we're going to have a pinch runner here. So 
HPU trying to remain in this game. It'll be number, number 13. Number 13 coming in to run for Travis Johnson. That is going to be Jonathan Lucio, the junior infielder, a veteran of this HPU program. So with Perales at the plate, Lucio now at first base. One out. HPU trailing 8-7 here in the ninth inning. HPU won the first game tonight 8-6. Would love to come back and win this second one for the doubleheader sweep. But first, first they got to get that run Lucio in. He leads off of first as Perales waits for his pitch. It's low and outside for ball one. Frankie came in to relieve Richard Higa at third base, and he's remained since the sixth inning during HBU's big rally. Perales waits, now takes that pitch and fouls it back. Good job by Godet of bouncing back following the full count walk. Gaudette bending over at the stretch, peering in, checks the runner Lucio at first. Now sets and delivers. And this one is in the dirt as well. Another ball. Two and one the count to Frankie Perales. And Frankie just trying to make sure that he's making Gaudette break a sweat out there. Waiting for some pitches, being patient at the plate. Rain beginning to fall again here in Waipio. And the pitch on the hit and run is fouled away. The runner Lucio was off and running. And if Perales had got that on the ground to the right side, not only would it have been a base hit, but Lucio would have made it to third easily. Yeah, that was kind of like chest level, neck level-ish area there for uh, Perales able to foul it away. So here a 2-2 count. Perales looking to stay in this one. Lucio a short lead off of first. Here comes the pitch. It is outside. And a full count now to Perales. So back-to-back -back full counts. Travis Johnson turned his into a walk. And he was replaced by Lucio as the pinch runner at first. And now Perales with a full count opportunity of his own. I wonder if Lucio will be off and running here from first base. Not much of a lead. He does He does take off as this ball's popped up. Lucio has to scamper back. The catcher tracks it down and she drops it. Wow. Wensloff had it in his glove and couldn't quite hang on. I mentioned a little bit of rain, a little bit of fog here, probably mixing with the lights, not making for great conditions. Definitely not an easy play for sure. I mean, coming back towards the backstop. I saw him back up a little bit as well. Yeah, so second life for Perales here. We've seen this before. When TJ Smith had his three-run double, it was basically on a second-chance opportunity. We'll see if Perales can do the same thing here. Full count. Runner first. One out. Bottom of the ninth inning. HPU down by one. Oh, Lucille! He's picked <laughs> off! Oh, my! What a play by... Minnesota Crookston catching Lucio Napping. 
So Godette picks off Lucille, and that is a two-out back-breaking play. Frankie Perella is now with a full count, and he needs to be the one to try to get on base and get in. Oh, that changed the momentum big time. What a play from Godette picking him off. So here we go, full count, nobody on now. Two out, HPU down by one. This ball fouled away again by Perales. And kind of seen a little bit of frustration by Perales. I think that was a pitch he wanted. He just missed it. The rain falling a bit harder now here in YPO in the Central Oahu Plain. Gaudet looking to nail down to victory for Minnesota Crookston. Here comes the payoff pitch. It's fouled away again. Perales working hard at the plate. And what a back-breaking play that was as Lucille standing behind the HPU dugout in disbelief, coming off the bench and getting picked off. HPU down by one. They need a run to tie two or more to win. And this ball way outside. A nice job drawing the walk by Perales. So the base runner gives HPU another breath of life here as DJ Stevens comes up. He was the center fielder. Now he's the pitcher, to, pitcher of record. And how cool would this be if Stevens could get a walk-off home run, not only for his team win, but for his pitching victory too. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be interesting, uh, this field visit. That's Coach Steve Gus coming yeah. out for Minnesota Crookston, the head coach in his ninth year. And Gus, I'm sure, is worn out at this point. Like I said, we've been here <laughs> almost eight hours playing baseball. And for Minnesota, their first time playing outdoors in close to five months, a lot of snow still on the ground in Minnesota. They've been practicing in inside, basically, taking ground balls in gyms, hitting in covered batting cages. And the home plate umpire, Dale Gardner, goes out to break up this mound conference. Darren Gaudette stays in this game. The rain continuing to fall even harder now. DJ Stevens stepping in. He has two doubles. Came around to score in the sixth inning. And how big would a double be here? As Perales leads off of first, following the walk. Two out, bottom of the ninth. HPU down, 8-7. to seven. Stevens takes one high and tight for ball one. Stevens steps back in, following the chin music there. Gaudette looks in from the stretch. Sets at the chin. and Oh, and that ball hits Stevens. Oh, that was huge. And you never want to second guess, but had Lucio not been picked off, we'd yeah. be looking at bases loaded, one out. Instead, runners at first and second with two outs. And a good opportunity here for Daniel Johnson, the catcher, three for four on the night with a RBI double to his credit. Anything here to get either himself on or at least one run in to keep this game going. Sharks down to their last out, but runners on second and third after the wild pitch. It was a check swing 
and the appeal is called a ball. So not only do the runners move over, but Daniel Johnston has a ball. 1-0, the count to him. And everything's starting to fall into place for an HBU comeback. If Johnson can put this ball anywhere into the outfield for a hit, it'll at least tie, potentially win the game for HBU. Now the heaviest rain coming already now in this game. And here's Goddard, spikes another one. That's going to get the run home, the wild pitch. HPU's <laughs> tied it. We're tied at eight here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Holy smokes, what a game. Wow, nobody wants to go home. <laughs> well, I wouldn't well, say well, that. Maybe us. I don't know. <laughs> but wow. not yet because HPU has tied this game at eight. Frankie Perales comes home to tie the game at eight and again if Lucio hadn't been picked off but we can't think that way at least HBU's tied it eight to eight here in the bottom of the ninth inning two outs runner on third and a 2-0 count to DJ Stevens talk about opportunity great job by the Sharks and continuing to fight Stevens waits for it and takes that one inside it almost squirts away again it's going to be a called strike though oh what that would have been a walk-off wild pitch, but <laughs> holy smokes. So Stevens. Yeah, is that third? Is that third following yeah. the wild pitch. And the pitch taken low Ooh. by Johnson. So now three and one the count to the catcher. And the speedy DJ Stevens taking his lead off of third base. And Wensloff, crucial, crucial pickup on that pitch. Was outside low corner and did a nice job to gather it. So here's Gaudette leaning in, down in the count 3-1. That pitch is in there, making the count full, 3-2. So high drama here in the ninth inning. We're tied at 8. HBU has clawed back twice tonight. First down by 5, evening the score at 7. Now down by one with two out here in the ninth, evening the score at eight. Here comes the payoff pitch. It is taken outside oh. for ball four, and Johnson draws the walk. That is now four straight free passes, three walks, and a hit by pitch, allowing HPU to tie this game. And now, with the winning run on third and another runner on first, we are most likely going to have another pitching change for Minnesota Crookston. What a wow. game. <laughs> and we're waiting for the announcement here as Gaudette walks off in disbelief. He was in line for the win. Now he's the pitcher of record. If HPU does get the walk-off win, he'll be saddled with the loss. We're waiting for the pitcher to make his way in from the bullpen. He's on the mound. We're just trying to figure out the number here as he receives instructions from his head coach and catcher. And it looks like number 32, that's Josh Dykoff, the brother of Jake Dykoff, who started game one. So Jake Dykoff is a redshirt senior. Josh, who's now into pitch, is a freshman. So what a spot here for the first pitching appearance for the younger Dykoff brother. Oh, man. This is what it's all about right here. This is why you play the game. 
and and I tell you what an opening day here for both teams both good games and we're in for an excellent finish yeah, and even if HPU doesn't score here, the fact that they're extending this game just shows you the fight that these Sharks have. I mean, Minnesota Crookson has to be saying, what do we have to do to beat these guys? <laughs> they almost came back in game one, but fell to HPU 8-6, to six, and here we are tied at 8 in the bottom of the ninth. Two outs, runners on first and third, and now a freshman pitcher coming in for the Golden Eagles. And if everything goes according to plan, it'll be the freshman Noah Hata out of Marinol. So a freshman-on-freshman freshman battle here in the bottom of the ninth inning. I don't think we could have scripted this thing any better. Oh, no. And I, I tell you what, too. Like, I think the rain had, had a big factor in maybe like the last five minutes of this game, making the ball a little bit slippery. And, and just all these little small things, too, is just been such an interesting back and forth game for sure and big this, moment though right now and this game got it away at 6 15 p.m local time we're close to the 10 o'clock hour so all right coming up on <laughs> nearly eight hours of baseball between these two squads gonna be in for a good stretch uh when, when we get off the air real quick <laughs> it's a super start to super weekend yep before we get going, who's your Super Bowl pick, Chaz? Oh. Not ooh. to put you on the spot or anything, but yeah. <laughs> let me let me start. I'm going Chiefs tomorrow. Okay. Ooh, you know what? For some odd reason, I'm, I'm feeling Philly. Ooh, I'm okay. I'm feeling Philly. Well, let's see if HPU can get the win first before we look ahead to the Super Bowl. Noah Hata standing in now. Runners on first and third. Runner at first takes off. He's going to steal, and it'll be runner um, – Defensive indifference, actually, because they weren't even holding the runner Johnson there. His run really doesn't matter, but now the force out is taken out of play. So second and third now for HPU. Two out here in the bottom of the ninth. Tied at eight with visiting Minnesota Crookston. Here's the pitch to Hata. Swung on and missed. And I believe that is now strike two. Strike two with two outs as well. We'll see what the freshman out of Marinol can do here. Noah Hata, a big at-bat for him, coming in as a replacement for Hayden Huff. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Hata. And it is lined into left field. It is down. HPU with the walk-off win. Sharks win the doubleheader sweep. Holy smokes, a fabulous freshman moment for Noah Hata. And Hata remains red hot here in his HBU debut. Oh, my gosh. Gatorade bath near first base. Walk-off hit to seal the opening day suite for the Sharks as they celebrate at first base. Hats off to Hata, and HPU gets the doubleheader sweep. Nearly eight hours gone, but a big win nonetheless. HPU wins the first game tonight, 8-6, to six, and then wins 9-8 to eight in nine innings. A walk-off winner for the Sharks. Oh, man. Wow. What a game. What a game. We'll be back to put a bow on this one. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 
Kyle Galdera and Chaz Mihara back with you at Central Oahu Regional Park. And what an opening night for the Sharks as HPU gets the doubleheader sweep over visiting Minnesota Crookston. 8-6 in the opener and then a 9-8 walk-off winner in an extra nine innings here for the 2-0 start for the Sharks. And what a game. HPU giving up 12 walks to the opposition but bouncing back in the last inning kind of flipping the script they got three walks and a hit batter and then the rbi single to walk things off it's noah hata the freshman and what a play there by the freshman coming in clutch with two outs and that is going to be not only our electrifying play with the walk-off accomplishment there but the electrifying player of the game brought to you by pioneer electric inc providing hawaii's contractors with top quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. Oh man, I tell you, it just soaking in what this game was, and you know, so many different battles, and and honestly, the storylines too, right? Like for HPU to come back after trailing seven two seven one, and the way they did it too, like they, like there are so many moments that happened where like can't draw these things up like pass balls people getting beamed people getting walked and again the opportunist of this team and the way that they played and and the heart the heart that they played too like you know it's not easy coming back um mentally and that's what we talked about too um with coach earlier about just the mental not only the physical but the mental part of the game as well so kudos uh to hpu for coming back and and completing the double header sweep on opening day. Yeah, you mentioned some of the other big plays in addition to the walk-off winner. T.J. Smith with a big three-run double in the sixth inning to help HPU with its five-run outburst that tied the game at seven back then. And then after Minnesota Crookston went ahead with one run in the ninth to put HPU down eight to seven, the Sharks answered right back with two runs in the ninth inning to go ahead and win nine to eight. The winning pitcher tonight is actually the starting center fielder, DJ Stevens for HPU, who moved over to pitch and close out the game for the Sharks. He gets the win. The hard luck loser is Darren Gaudet for Minnesota Crookston, who pitched well, but like you said, Chaz, too many free passes. That let HPU get back in the game, and that's what led to the walk-off victory for the Sharks. Yeah, for sure. And and again, I also want to recognize... Um, Ryan Inouye, the the work that he has done uh, in those two innings, and it was crucial clutch pitching that was much needed to hold the bat of of Minnesota to give HBO a chance to to give them an opportunity to try and come back and win. So again, uh, all the pitchers and 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 all the things that they've done too to to give them an opportunity at the end to win. Congratulations to HPU. As DJ Stevens comes by and gives a nice hand bump to us. And we're almost eight hours in from when we tip things off to start the day. So it's a perfect time for our wrap-up mahalos. Big shout-out to Chaz Antai, our on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Baseball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. And brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc., 
providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality electrical supplies for home and businesses. This broadcast was made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play -play announcer Kyle Galdera, play-by-play -play color commentator Paul Breck, in-studio technical engineer and operations director Kuule Agbayani. Visit hawaiisportsradio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.